I don't like to boast. They like hot butter on the breakfast toast. Watching flicks, talking chicks. I like the motor boat. Can River Man make it? Yo, a check. Nope. So look at all these movies I got. Commenting like, mmm, should we watch them or not? I know they just be acting for cash. But I still got one question to ask. Like, why'd he do that? Do that? Do that? If that was me, I'd be like, screw that. Screw that. Screw that. I'm an alpha. I'd eat through that. Through that, through that, mmm. So why'd he do that? Do that, do that, mmm. What's up, everybody? Revival House Network. BTM boys are back. That's myself, Aaron, and Zach. And we got a couple of special guests this go around. Uh, before we get into them, this is the start of our cyborg exploitation. So the big goal this month is to really shake it up and have an array of guests, uh, new faces, familiar faces throughout the month. And we're celebrating. The two best installments of probably the two biggest quote-unquote cyborg movies kicking off today with RoboCop 1. We're ultimately going to do part two of RoboCop and then T1 and T2. If, if I have to spell out what T1 and T2 means, you're on the wrong show. Uh, so as far as our guests, first we have the Riverman. It's been a while. Hey Say guys, hi. what's going on? It's been a and while. Making his Revival House debut, I think, uh, is a longtime listener but now contemporary. William Lowry. What's up? Hello? <laughs> yeah, okay. you're cutting out really bad, Aaron. Me? Yeah, you're cutting yeah. out a Ron. What the fuck? And that was such a good intro, too. Gayron, did you say it's his debut? He's been on the show before. Yeah. I thought we scrapped it, though. I thought it was just that live. I don't think he's been on, like... No, no I was on uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation back when I was... Oh, yeah. Still learning the ropes. What and- a fucking beta. Yeah, it's like... I don't even remember doing that episode, to be honest. Yeah, okay, so... <laughs> did you call me Gay Gay Ron? Is that what I heard? He's uh, Gay Ron, exactly. I said A.A. Ron. All right, but you can hear me now, though, right? I can mm-hmm. hear you now, sexy boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking weird. All right, so let me do it again. I don't know. Fuck me, yeah, man. Well, let's not restart. Ah. It's already good. It's already good. Just keep going. Oh, you're right, because I got the record. My bad. My bad. So, Will, just say hi. Hey, boys. Hell yes. All right. We got the Will Minator. <laughs> Willie does it oh. in the house. All right. Well, today, like I said, we're kicking it off with RoboCop 1. This movie is an absolute fucking classic. I don't think 2 is as good, but it's definitely not RoboCop 3. That's why we're still including that one uh, for the month. But... We're going to go and get started. Is this the director's cut? I don't know which copy Zach has queued up here. It is. Yeah, I'm watching the director's cut, the unrated version. All right. The only one that matters. So we're going to go and get started without further ado in the countdown. Three, two, one, play. Hell yeah. Everybody seeing the MGM logo? Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing a tiger. Hell yeah, tiger. (laughs) Tiger, okay. (laughs) Fucking tiger, man. It's a tiger. Is that a throwback to when Zach called it a tiger because he's an idiot? I always call it a tiger every single time. Yeah, really. And, and now we're seeing the uh, Orion logo, and Orion's back, and they're making Bill and Ted three. What are you talking about? That's pronounced Orion. Yeah, Oreo. That's right. Orion. <laughs> Fucking good shit. You got that Orion? I was uh, looking at online today, and I saw Kevin Smith. I mean, I, I take everything he says with a grain of salt because he loves everything. He's one of those guys that just doesn't ate anything but he said he saw an advanced copy of bill and ted 3 and he says he he loved it he said it was wonderful 
Was the trailer oh, any yes. good? I haven't even seen the trailer yet. I thought it did the job, man. I, I think Josh James was kind of critiquing it a little bit, saying it was uh, underwhelming. But I think they did it just right. They didn't show us anything, and I'm tired of trailers showing you too much, you know? Um, we got one uh, comedy gag in the whole trailer, and it was pretty good. I think it was. I think it works because they know what they need to do, and that is just they don't. They are, we already know Bill and Ted. The, the audience is already established. All they have to do is basically show a new movie with Bill and Ted on footage and that little clip of death, and everybody's already excited. Their market's already sold, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that's Expendables market right there. Well, I mean, because they, I don't. From that trailer, it doesn't really seem like they're trying to grab a new demographic. It doesn't. That's good. Which is fine. Well, because they would have sold it more, but. Um, but now if I'm sure they'll release more trailers, but if you don't see anything else besides that one, I mean, you'd be going into the movie totally blind. Like, and that's mm-hmm. the way I hopefully can do it. Yeah. They barely even mention the plot. Like uh, they just allude to it. Like, Oh, you guys haven't written a great song yet. And they're like, let's go to the future when we did write it. And that's all you get. And I think, yeah. Yeah. I think they only have two lines of dialogue. Right. I mean, just like them having to go back in time, like, if we're stealing from yeah. ourselves and when they're in prison or whatever, that's it. So we have no context of, I mean, online they've spoiled that they have daughters now, but if you don't read on st- shit online, you wouldn't know that by the trailer. You You'd just, know that by the end of the part two though, little Bill yeah, and little Ted. Which they didn't uh, necessarily say were boys or girls, right? That's kind of a twist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if we're getting Bill and Ted three, does this mean we'll finally get freak two? Freak two that I would fucking come. I would come all over myself. I mean, technically, Disney owns Freak because Freak was released by Fox, so Disney, do it. Yeah. Give Alex Winter a billion dollars to make Freak 2, please. If they put it on uh, Disney+, Plus, they'd be cutting shit out of that one. I don't think it is on Disney. You know what else isn't on Disney+, Plus, by the way? Uh, Son-in-Law. I wanted to watch it recently, and it wasn't on there, which is... Which is weird though because they have other Hollywood pictures on there, but they don't have Son-in-Law. They're gonna that part where he turns around and he's got the assless chaps on. They're gonna use the alternate take where he had boxers on for the TV version. <laughs> Was there really an alternate take, or are you just fucking? Yeah, me? for the TV version. Yeah, so I think that's a BS. You've been hearing about that a lot lately, especially with the the movements that have been going on and all the stuff on on the news that we don't really need to get into here. But uh, it's it just reaffirms why physical is king. Because mm-hmm. every single day we're getting uh, news bits where it's like, hey, you know, this version on Netflix is now censored. Gone with the Wind is taken off HBO Max. And what there was something just uh, today. Nobody's going to watch Gone with the Wind anyway. It's a three-hour fucking movie. Fuck that. <laughs> it's longer. I think it's like four and a half. Fuck that. We we talked over the intro, though. The Paul Verhoeven staple, he always has the, the comedic uh, fucking, uh, you know, TV scenes thrown in throughout the movies. BBBB for Port. Wait, that's the wrong movie. I just like Cohagen's on this. He's a great bad guy. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I fucking love Kurtwood Smith too, man. He always you know, has. I, I got to ask y'all regarding Kurtwood Smith. Do you think that. He's got a big dick? I don't know. No, no, no. Not that. Not not what Zach would say. But do you think that 70s show is the prequel to Robocop? That, like, at a certain point, I, he killed his family and became a drug crime lord, <laughs> moved to Detroit. <laughs> yeah, because this is in the future, right? I think that's fine. I, I play that game with myself, too, where I'll see if uh, things are in the same universe. What else could we do that with? I mean, is Topher Grace, is that the same? Is he Venom? And is he also Foreskin? Exactly. Right? Possibly. Or, or is Foreskin, did he become a serial killer and he was the twist bad guy in Predators? Oh, yeah. This Great is a... 
This is a Verhoeven staple too. The the gender neutral dressing rooms in the police force. They did it in uh, fucking Starship Troopers too. See, I think fucking Verhoeven. He thought, you know what? In the future, like people are gonna be more civilized. They won't like be tempted to rape you just because they see your tits. And he was wrong. <laughs> he was wrong. Uh. Well, you know, speaking of, I was actually watching uh, Starship Troopers last week, and it's still a great movie. It's it is. a fun one. Uh, I've heard that the, the sequels, the straight-to-video sequels, aren't that terrible if you go into them knowing what to expect. Because I've always heard to stay away from them. Uh, I've heard they're they're not the best. Yeah. But- I know that, I know that too, was directed by the guy who did the effects for the first one, uh, Phil Tippett. So. Mm-hmm. I, I listened to a... a- podcast recently where they went over the entire series and they were saying like yeah the second one's way more just like a a b-movie action type of comedy if you go into it knowing that it's not that bad they get really bad around like the third and fourth one or something i still i mean this this just reeks of uh total recall which is great but uh i actually prefer that over this really that's the movie you did after this yep yep we we got she's got She looks, uh, she's got some Maggie Gyllenhaal vibes. Fucking Nancy Allen, she was a babe. You ever see Carrie, the original? Yeah, Yeah. of course. Yeah. She's, uh, fucking Travolta's girlfriend in that. Fucking babe. She was in Dress to Kill. Fucking babe. Fucking, uh, Blowout with, uh, Travolta. Yeah. And, uh, he had her cut her hair so that she wouldn't, like, to desexualize her, I guess. You didn't want people being like, oh, she's a babe. Didn't work. It works. I'm not really for the short really? hair look like that. That's total no. 80s, man. It's, a, it's total mom haircut, man. She needs some mom jeans, too. Milf. Zach, would you Nancy her Allen? I would Nancy her Allen. <laughs> I, I would told, Nancy it the fuck up. When I was telling Will about the time we were meeting today, I, I made sure to tell him the BYOB, which is like, you know, just bring your own beta jokes. And you're you're already you're already delivering with your Zach jokes. Uh, exactly. You, that, you, we should all try and outdo Zach. We should try and beat him to because Zach is so predictable. We almost know what he's going to say. I could almost write his script, right? Yeah. And you would never know the difference. So we should try and beat him whenever there's one of those like fucking that's what she, she said moments coming up. I love Miguel Ferrer, by the way. I think he's underrated. He was such a cool character actor and he always played a bad guy. Uh, he passed away, I don't know, probably like what, five years ago or something. Cousin of George Clooney. And obviously he's Carl Quigley from Blank Check. Are you going to tell the audience that you killed him, though? I mean, it, I, it was all about the long game. It took me a while. Yeah, you didn't expect I was going to say that, Beta. I slowly shed him glass shards in his mashed potatoes. Am I still super uh, fucking, you know, predictable? I, you see everything I'm going to do? <laughs> Why don't you guys do like a month of uh, Verhoeven? Well, so. And just do uh, showgirls. <laughs> over and over again. Hollow, man. I was going to say that it's it's hard to believe that Verhoeven did Showgirls because it doesn't really feel like a Verhoeven movie. Um, but I mean, if we were going to do four flicks of Verhoeven in a month, obviously we're knocking out this. So we can't do We've yeah. already done Total Recall. But it, let's say. Hollow Man. Let's say we didn't do it. I would say we would do. That would consist of Robocop. That would con- re- consist of uh, Total Recall, which is his best movie. I agree with Todd. Um, yeah, Hollow Man. I'd do that for Zach because Zach loves that movie. And I think it'd be hard not to do Basic Instinct because that's. It's you one of the claims showgirls over Basic Instinct, man. Oh uh, well, showgirls will be tough. That though, love scene in the pool, dude. Oh god, it, that's it's a terrible. bad. It's a bad. I think Basic movie. Instinct is a bad movie. Yeah, yeah, but it, but I'm just trying to go over. But it was a big hit for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it's one of those movies that's definitely uh, style over substance, right? It was more infamous than anything with the whole spread leg scene and Sharon Stone and all that shit. 
But um, that would be fun. Basic Instinct is basically one. Of, what's that channel? Lifetime. It's a it's a Lifetime movie with tits in it. I yeah, I, I know what you mean. Well, I guess we could always do a Verhoeven month. It's like, hey, here's the lesser good Verhoeven movies. We're doing a whole exploitation month because we've already done his two best. And then I guess you throw Starship Troopers in there, right? Which I do like. Maybe that's number three for me because it is fun. It's got Michael Ironside. Here's the bear. You know, I'll give uh, I'll, I'll give Verhoeven credit for this. At least he was brave enough to uh, show up at the Razzie Awards to accept his award for worst director for Showgirls. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I mean, he owned it. He's not. See, people talk about Tom Green being the only guy. He wasn't the only guy. So what is he? What has he done recently? What's the last thing he did? Um. Well, he moved back to like his home country, and I know he's done a few movies uh, from wherever he's from. I think he's from Germany or something like that. He's he's having uh, lattes with Iwi Bowl, talking about who made the worst movie. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, this is actually when he he originally was from there, and he was making movies. This is his first American movie when he when he came here. Yeah, I mean, he's unfuckable in my opinion, just because he can make Showgirls twenty times over, but. Most directors never get to make a RoboCop in their career, let alone a Total Recall, right? RoboCop is a franchise. It's he's oh, iconic. Totally. So it's like a George Romero. I mean, I've been on record as saying I think more or less he was a one-trick pony. I mean, I know he's had a couple good flicks outside of zombie movies, but I'm saying more or less, you know, but he's but nobody who can say that they directed Night of the Living Dead or they're the godfather of the modern zombie on what we think zombies are today, right? I mean... I don't know. That's that's about all you could ask for. So, well, right now they're, we're in the middle of uh, what is one of my favorite scenes from the movie, the uh, the boardroom scene, and it's really quite a stark contrast between the theatrical and director's cut. You know, when the one executive he oh, gets yeah. shot up because it's like in the theatrical cut, it's just like split second. And, you know, in the director's cut, they linger on it, and I love it. He they light him up. They light him up. And what's funny though is too is I can't even imagine. The, direct, the the theatrical cut anymore, and I don't want to because I think it just would make the movie worse. This is when I think about the movie, I think of this version, so I wouldn't want that tampered with. And uh, well, it's, what's funny is I'm actually watching this off the uh, Arrow Steelbook, which is a great transfer, yeah. by the way. But what's funny is they they include the television version for some reason, so it's like if you want to see RoboCop fully neutered, watch the television version. Hell yeah, I like that. I like when they do that. <clears throat> yeah it's cool i mean it's more is more it's not less so it's like as, as long as it's in addition to but i have that arrow still because well apparently I think I got... the new go ahead go ahead <laughs> no i was just saying i got that too you're cutting out again i'm sorry i got it on the i got it on a steel at, at best buy i think i got that arrow steel book for like fucking ten dollars so yeah i got i got it as a personal birthday gift uh last year along with the copy of mad max that i found in their their blu-ray bargain bin i know that was for me you never told me thank you fuck you motherfucker i gave that to you i sent it to you no i didn't all right this is awesome you're cutting out again we can't tell what you said there. Oh, yeah man. you are cutting out aaron oh you know what's funny what you know what the executive's name is that gets killed his name is kenny they kill kenny though <laughs> Kenny the cameraman. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost have like a Mandela effect with this movie because like I was saying, I, I remember, I think I've just seen this version more. Well, I think I've only ever seen this movie a handful of times, to be honest with you, probably three or four times front to backs. It, it doesn't have shit on how many times I've seen Terminator one or two, but I want to say maybe except for one time, I've only ever seen this version. So in my mind, this is the definitive version. I can't 
And I, whenever I watch it, I'm like, I can't believe they showed this shit in theaters in the 80s. But yeah, I forget they, they didn't. Fun fact, Paul Verhoeven actually didn't, wasn't even going to direct this. Uh, he, he read like the first couple pages of the script and threw it in the trash. And uh, luckily for him, his wife uh, fished it out and finished it and, and basically like got him to do it. She was like, oh, yeah, this is right up your alley. It's it's definitely it's definitely one of those ideas that could go either way, depending on how you're reading between the lines. Right. You could read it as like, man, what is this pulpy piece of shit? Or you could read the potential of it like, man, this is a pulpy fucking awesome piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's awesome. It's like think think Johnny Five, but rated R. Well, the, the thing that what what distinguishes RoboCop from something like, say, the Terminator, it's about the humanity because we have a man who is gunned down and then resurrected as, uh, you know, part man, part machine. And he has to relearn the fact he was once human and, you know, basically in turn get back his humanity. And that's kind of the driving force behind this movie is getting back the humanity. Exactly. Fucking uh, whenever they showed it in theaters, Paul Verhoeven was super excited because uh, the fucking uh, the audience got it. They were uh, whatever at the end, whenever they he they, he tells him to say his name, and he the audience was fucking chanting Murphy. So yeah, he knew they got it, and so he was happy he did it. Peter Well is awesome, man. He's iconic. Did you guys ever watch that shitty RoboCop TV show that obviously didn't have him in it? But nope, there was a couple. Was it the same dude that played him in the third movie and shit? No, it was a, it was a different actor for the TV show. A third actor? I want to say I did watch that back in the day. And I don't. I I remember it was on briefly when I, in the early '90s. So it's like foggy memories because I remember staying up late and after hours they would play Star Trek: The Next Generation. They play the RoboCop TV show, kind of in the same era and probably. Uh, like you remember the Flash TV show, the old school yeah. one? Oh yeah, I remember that. Okay, yeah. so it had that kind of production quality to it. Like, mm. like it would air on daytime in WGN or something. Yep, absolutely. Type of thing. And I don't, I couldn't remember anything about it. I couldn't even tell you if you begged me to, but I just remember the show. Do you oh. know who was originally concerned to play Alex Murphy? Murphy, excuse me. Uh, Michael Bean. There's a couple here. Yeah. Uh, fucking let me let me let's make some fun guests. Wesley Snipes. No. Uh, let me see here. Oh, fucking Clint Howard. No. Everybody would recognize that grill. Um, <laughs> no. David Hasselhoff. No. Okay. I give up. Okay. Uh, one of the people they concerned was Christopher Reeve. Interesting. Dog. <laughs> see, he wouldn't even have to worry about like losing his legs if he had robot legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. That's not cool. Too soon. Do you mean well, soon. well? Obviously, this this movie took place before the accident, so you should have worded it like, uh, "Well, hey, look, when he got into that accident in the '90s, it wouldn't have been nearly as big a deal." Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, anybody could have, honestly, a lot of people could have played RoboCop. It's not exactly the most range demanding role, right? But it's like it's the little it's the little details that Peter Weller gives the character when when he does become RoboCop. Because you ever notice, like, whenever he's walking around, it's like. He turns his head first, then his torso. It's like yeah. it's little details like that. He actually had like a mime coach, uh, like a, I think her, I forget what her name was, but the, like they they basically uh, practiced for uh, months before the uh, suit was even finished. And then like by the time like he was originally gonna move like a snake or something, and then by mm-hmm. the time they actually got the suit, they had to completely redo it because he could he was like limited to how much he could move in it. A so snake. Like, so he'd be like a robot doing the robot. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the whole fucking movie. That was interesting too. I never, did. You guys ever see the the PG thirteen Michael Keaton remake? The one with Sam, I think Sam or Sam Jackson in that. We probably all saw it. We just forgot we saw it because it's very forgettable. Yeah, it's funny. I have a ticket stub from when I saw it because I I collect my ticket stubs. Yeah. I must have been seventeen when I saw it, but it's like I don't I don't remember seeing it. That's how forgettable that remake was. Mm-hmm. I I've never seen it. I have I've actually owned it for the longest time because I think I bought it. I think I bought it for two dollars on Blu-ray at Big Lots some years Look, back. Don't don't watch it. You're just if you watch it, you're you've wasted your two your two dollars. <laughs> the only thing I remember about it is that it ends with the Clash song. I fought the law in the long Yeah, long. I fought the law. That's like the only significant factor. And plus, they, they rip off one of the famous lines because Jack Earl Haley, he says, I wouldn't buy that for a dollar. Yeah. Oh, they, they quote that and pay homage? Nice. Interesting. I don't know. I, I I'll, Maybe one of these days, if I have nothing to watch and just so I can say I watched it, I might watch that and the Total Recall. Because I never watched the Total Recall remake either. I didn't either. Yeah. No, don't. Don't do it, man. Nobody references the Total Recall remake. Judge Dredd. I haven't watched that either. I tried watching Dredd once, and I hear it's great, but I I fell asleep. And I don't really blame the movie. I think I was just really tired. I heard it's absolutely dreadful. Dreadful by by a bunch of the film crew, (laughs) film buff guys. Mm -hmm. The elitist, the snobs. Sylvester Stallone was considered to play Alex Murphy for a time. Fuck yeah. They knew he wouldn't fit in the- Hey, uh, dead old life, you're coming with me. That's pretty good. Nice stream. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was a bunch of actors that were considered, but they basically said, ah, oh, never mind, once they realized he wouldn't fit in the costume. Yeah, I think I, I read somewhere Schwarzenegger was also considered, but it's like he already did the Terminator, so it's like, why play a robot again? I'm sure every action guy of the day probably was considered, right? I don't know if they were all given offers, but of course, man. I mean, I could I could write a snuff film right now to be filmed in my basement tonight, and I could consider Mel Gibson for it. Who might actually consider it? But I'm saying I could I can talk, right? They should. They should have had um, who John Claude Van Damme because then he could do the splits in the robot costume. <laughs> well, that'd actually be pretty cool. Michael Ironside was considered. Interesting. Oh, you know who was considered to play uh, Dick Jones? Who? Christopher Lloyd. Dog. <laughs> he was already in Suburban Commando. Man, we can't do these futuristic movies. We can't have all these people. <laughs> oh, was Hulk Hogan considered? Well, I think it was because after Peter Weller got. You know, hired for the part, he suggested to the director Christopher Lloyd, and of course, they ended up going with uh, Ronnie Cox. Can you imagine if Hulk Hogan with that handlebar mustache was in that RoboCop outfit? I would come. They're alive. You're coming with me, brother. <laughs> I would come. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, I know my impressions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, hey, you know what? You mentioned Stallone earlier, which is interesting. Speaking of movies with definitive director's cuts, uh, you know, Todd and I are huge, huge fans of Rambo Four, the director's cut, especially the director's cut. And I was texting Todd earlier, but uh, Stallone posted it on Instagram today. But maybe he doesn't realize it's already been on Amazon for a little while. But on Apple TV as of today, I think, and it's been on Amazon. Uh, they have the Rambo Five director's cut, which adds fifteen minutes. So, really? Yeah, I texted you about it. It's on Prime if you have it. If you don't have Apple TV, it's on Prime. But yeah, I'm dying to watch it, so I'm going to try and watch it to this week. And I'm hoping it's as big a game changer as as the director's cut was to four. And yeah. he, he was saying in in the caption of his of his Insta post, he was saying this is the one, of course, I wanted. And he said I always thought this one was much much better than the theatrical release. Um, but it's on there and it adds 15 minutes. Of course, it adds the talked about 
rain storm scene that's at the beginning. I guess everybody else that got it in other territories, Europe and whatnot, they got that extra yeah. scene yeah. at the beginning. Um, and I guarantee you that's not the whole 15 minutes. There's no way that scene's 15 minutes. So, but I, I want to say that's about, I'd have to look at how much longer the Rambo four director's cut is, but it's, it's very interesting what 15 minutes give or take away can do to a movie. It's, and, and go ahead. No, I was just going to say Rambo five. I know we're getting off the tangent here, but Rambo five, if you guys watch that, it, it, I'm all about a movie with a brisk pace, but Rambo five needed a few more minutes. It's, it's super tight. It goes by super quick. And I guess if you want action, that's great. But there's like this lull period in the middle where you want them to explore a couple of things story-wise and they just move too fast. And I'm yep. hoping I'm hoping that's where it is. I don't need more violence or more any of that stuff. I want development between him and the girl that saves him at, in Mexico, right? And, and patches them up. I want to see more maybe uh, emotional shit with him and, and, and the, 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 the surrogate daughter. That's where it needs to go. Um, so I'm hoping they do some cool shit with that. Okay, I'm done with Rambo. Have you guys reviewed that yet? Huh? No, no, we didn't. We never did. I, I, you know what? If you, if you ever had like the time, I would love to do fucking Rambo month. I would fucking love oh, to do. Oh God, fucking, that'd be awesome. You know what? I, I watched Rambo five and I already forgot everything about it. Well, but even, even I remember your review of it when you saw it and you said it was just kind of like a, a B movie, like a beast, you know? And, and So that's already better than most movies out there. I remember I said it was like one of those Hellraiser movies where they, it was a different movie. And they just slapped Rambo on top of it. I, I concur. I think, yeah, it felt like um, kind of a run-of-the-mill uh, revenge movie. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you, you take a run-of-the-mill revenge movie, a formula that works, and you just slap Rambo in there. That's really all I need to sell a ticket. I think it's a lot more rewatchable than, like, Rambo 2, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. And I, I still, I do think after much thought, Rambo 4 is the better movie, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Because it, they're actually about the same length and time. Uh, I think, fuck, dude, I think Rambo 5 is only like 88 minutes. It's super short or less with cre- with credits. It's super short. Um, but Rambo 4 is just, it takes that 90 minutes, give or take, and it's just ball-to-wall action the whole time. I mean, there's less story, um, and it's a little bit more hollow, I guess, but it works for that type of movie. Rambo 5... They were trying to go for more of a story and more drama and shit like that. I just think they should have, if they were going that route, they should have serviced it more and they didn't. That's that's where it suffers a little bit. But I thought Rambo Four was fantastic, where they like kept away from like the love story with the girl. Like she wasn't interested in Rambo. Like I, that could have just screwed the whole movie up. I thought. Well, he was never. Yeah, he was never, and he was never trying to get that Putang either, man. Yeah. He's the antihero. Yeah. He's the guy that you know. I mean, Zach Zach will understand this this reference. He's Solid Snake. Right. He's yep. solid snake at the end of Metal Gear Solid four. He's the antihero that gives everything and walks away with nothing. You know, he rides off in the sunset old, knowing he's just going to die and he didn't get the girl. Right. All these people that thought he was hot shit in the first game, your Merrill's, your Naomi's. He got old and they fucking got with the fucking zeros. Right. And he had fucking speaking of the video game. Rambo was hot shit in the video game version. You ever see that character model? Fucking amazing. Oh, get the PC game. Oh, oh yeah. That Rambo <laughs> video game. Is that any good? Oh, dude! No, it's a it's a crappy on rail shooter. He looks Ugh. like a mixture of Rambo and Rocky Dennis. I always think <laughs> of the Angry Joe. He did a video on that. How have they not made a decent Rambo game? Honestly, I don't know because I imagine something like you know Far Cry, but with Rambo. Yeah, it's just a tall order to to try and get you know a licensed game made and, and get respect from the out of the gate. 
Uh, I think kids could. What about the Predator game? That that seems like it's pretty selling pretty well, isn't it? Um, Riverman, I've I've played that. It's okay. Like I like the premise behind it. You know, you, you play as, as one one of four soldiers who go and complete objectives while the predator's stalking you. Mm. But the problem is that there's not a lot to it. It's just like you have these handful of maps and you complete the same handful of objectives over and over. Uh, I would say right now, don't play it. I mean, okay. hopefully they they add more like content stuff. Especially, like, if they get material from the sequels, because I'd love, you know, cops versus gangsters and, you know, urban L.A. from Predator 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We talked over the fucking great-ass killing of Murphy scene. That's right. That is such a tragic scene. And this scene here, where it's like, his whole life is flashing before his eyes, and, you know, it goes to darkness. It's, we're watching a man die, for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. You know who could have played RoboCop? Who? Me. No, no, I uh, by Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Dead or alive, you're coming with me, <laughs> punk. That'd be amazing. Apparently, while during that like death of Murphy scene, there's a short like shot where you can see director's uh, Verhoeven's like finger in front of the camera, and they just left it in the movie and referred to it as his director cameo. <laughs> he fingered me. Well, he he does show up later in the movie in the uh, the nightclub scene where Murphy goes to interrogate that one guy. Mm-hmm. Hey, for old time's sake, because we haven't done it in a while, but we should um, uh, uh, play for a moment and and picture RoboCop as we are watching it now, as if it starred Polly Shore. Amazing. What what would God. what would a Polly Shore added to the role of RoboCop? How would he? Uh, Will, where's your impression? He'd be yeah. wearing a thong. Hey, buddy, you trying to stop her? What do you think you're doing? Quit wheezing the drugs, man. Get <laughs> her life. You're coming with me, bud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that would be. Um, that's probably the best scenario ever. Like different actors as RoboCop. I wish we had the know-how to make YouTube videos like that, where we could superimpose those people in the RoboCop footage. That'd be fucking awesome. Uh, did you see all these deep faked videos on uh, YouTube, like Home Stallone, where they put Stallone's face on? Yeah. Fucking, they just deep fake all these different. Out there, see with the the fucking ad, fan edit community, we could have kids growing up watching Stallone as the fucking kid in Home Alone and like it, it'll create these like Mandela effects for them like I always thought it was Stallone that starred in that movie he, as a kid he, he kind of did First Blood was basically Home exactly. Alone in the woods yeah uh, you know it's funny no I wonder yeah I guess you could just deep fake the chin right uh, dude I mean Zach I wish you knew that technology man I would say I would say we take a couple of months off to perfect the ultimate Poly Shore Robocop deep fake vid I agree yep with whatever he said. Yeah. <laughs> he just cut out. So I'm curious. Uh, how'd you guys first see RoboCop? Hell yeah. Th- this is one I did see as a kid, but like I didn't. Late ap- night. Yeah. I didn't appreciate it as much as I did when I grew up. Cause like as a kid, I remember thinking like, oh yeah, that's awesome. And I like, they had a fucking Saturday morning cartoon. Like this is one of those movies, like the fucking Toxic Avenger, even though it's like Rambo, super violent. They had a cartoon of it. Like Same with Rambo, yeah. Yeah. No, my dad, I think we rented it from, uh, I don't know, the video store back on the VHS when, uh, God, right around early 90s, of course, because uh, it was Total Recall, it was RoboCop, and then it was uh, T2. We always rented those, so. She just kissed a fucking unconscious man, me too. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, kind of like I think what Zach was alluding to, I was familiar with RoboCop, like the franchise, the toy line. 
and the shows and the cartoon before I ever saw the movie. I don't I don't know when I saw the movie. It was in the nineties at some point and it was one of those like late night TV things. Because the first time I ever saw it was a TV edit. I guarantee you that. And then the rest of the times I've watched it were all like this version. But I, I probably saw it on like Sci Fi Channel to be honest with you. Or USA, like at fucking midnight, right? When I was a kid, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I knew of RoboCop, like I said, because of the toys and shit. Because RoboCop's like Terminator, man. Were I mean, term well, maybe not with T one, but T two. You have this franchise that's R rated and stuff like that. But hey, we and Aliens, right? James Camp, we're gonna pump out a giant toy line. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna market it to kids. It was the weirdest thing. People don't do that anymore. That's like if today, I'm trying to think of a parallel, like. Uh, What's a what's a big hit R-rated movie today that can you imagine Mattel? John Wick action figures or cartoon. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know, like whatever whatever you think. Like some some big R-rated movie with a lot of blood and shit that's radar and Mattel or Playmates puts out a toy line. They tried to market the 80s was the king of just the toy era. Everybody trying to market to kids. It was insane. But they kind of yeah. do it with TV shows like Walking Dead and Stranger Things and stuff like that, but not really movies. They do, but it's not the same. It's not the same. Dude, think about it. So, obviously, Ridley Scott's Alien was before then. It didn't have any figures. It didn't have a toy connection. But when James Cameron Aliens came out, I mean, it, that movie was violent. And it was an action movie, but it was still scary and had a horror element. And it was not for kids. But that didn't stop them from coming out with, like, the Aqua Super Turbo Pig Alien and the fucking, you know, yellow, all these fucking weird alien hybrids that were never in the movie, but they're to sell toys, right? And... Rock'em Sock'em fucking Bishop. It's like, what? I mean, they, they started treating it like it was G.I. Joe or something. And they did that with yeah. everything. The Terminator. Think about uh, Terminator 2 and how many versions of the Terminator they sold that were never in the movie. I used to buy... I had a lot of the Batman 89 and Batman Returns action figures. Uh, and I had, like, I had like underwater aquamarine Batman. I'm like, when did Batman ever have, like, a yellow suit and he had the Bat Boat? In, like, Batman 1 or whatever. You know what I'm saying? They just made up a lot of shit to sell to kids. Um, but I, at the end, I'm nostalgic, though. I And I need to go back and look at those Terminator figures, because I used to have the... I think I had John Connor, and I had uh, a few of the Terminator ones. I have a handful, so... And I had the Alien ones, too, which were pretty sweet. We just saw uh, the, the shit they feed RoboCop looks like some fucking, like... Nasty shit. Uh, the organic what, food paste that RoboCop it looks eats. Like, it looks like uh, melted icy. That's that's what it looks like to me. Melted icy. He's eating the Jim Baker chum bucket. It was actually made up of uh, parsnip, tomato puree, and uh, crushed Butterfinger bars. It sounds dank. I never had a RoboCop toy in my life. I don't think. I don't think I ever had a RoboCop action figure. Beta. I still have uh, Todd a handful of T two action figures. I've got just the like endoskeleton Terminator. I've got just like a plain basic fucking Terminator. I think I have a T-1000 and all the shit's in the box. And I have uh, a giant, like one of the fucking 13, 14 inch T2 Terminators. And he's got the, you know, the uh, the grenade launcher satchel around his chest. You know, that ter- that look. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I have that, um, which I wanted to pitch off all these toys I have at the convention this year. I wanted you guys to come out to the AZ uh, convention we have going on here, but of course everything's fucking canceled, so this shit's gonna collect dust another day. Did they cancel Crypticon too, or? They did. They did. They pushed it back to next year. Everything, yeah, so. But, no, next year, man, I mean, like I said, I, I, 
I think it's my turn to get, fucking get lit up a lot of my fucking clutter. I'd love for you know some peeps to come out my way and and fucking go to that one. And well, when when do they hold conventions? Uh, at what time of the year in your state? They're always the same time, man. It's always summer starting in May, and they just kind of okay. bounce around. So you know what I mean? But yeah. Uh, any of you guys played Far Cry Three Blood Dragon? I never played any of them. No, I haven't. Oh well, you got you guys are missing out because like uh, the main character's weapon, his default weapon is RoboCop's gun. Dog. Oh, nice, interesting. And I know that the sniper rifle, if you upgrade it, it basically becomes the uh, the sniper rifle you see in RoboCop later on when the bad guys go to hunt down uh, RoboCop. Mm-hmm. And they got Michael Bean the voice to make characters, so yeah, go go play it. It's on the 360. Michael Bean's doing enough. Is this line deliberately delivery wooden? <laughs> Like it always was? Oh, yeah, it, it's deliberately deadpan, like, you know, Leslie Nielsen, Naked Gun. So he's saying all these absurd one-liners and just this deadpan delivery voice, but it's hilarious. <laughs> it I'll, made for laughs. I will never understand, I mean, I guess I do, like, how some actors or actresses have some kind of it factor that kind of buys, goes aside of, like, their actual ability to deliver lines, right? Um, it just, yeah. yeah, overrides all that. Because Michael Bean was one of those guys. I guess he had... A leading man look right but i really think in the in the name of acting when it, when it comes to these kind of movies and stuff for entertainment value you just have to be good enough as long as you can fucking recite the lines without looking at the camera too many times and you look good enough you're good to go we mentioned uh the terminator this movie actually has a cool terminator connection uh but yeah fucking peter weller uh basically that the suit was so heavy and hot that like he lost a lot of weight wearing it just in the first like day or two and they actually ended up installing a uh, uh air conditioner into the suit but like after the first day or so whenever he complained about it they actually thought about just firing him and hiring lance henriksen huh it's interesting he actually turned down the role, and Hendrickson was also considered for the role of Terminator. And, but, like, it's funny because uh, O'Brien put out this and Terminator. And, uh, like, have you guys ever seen the original trailer for uh, Robocop? Yeah, I know they use, like, the Terminator music, right? They use the Terminator music, which made a lot of people think, like, oh, shit, this is the sequel to Terminator. This is, like, what Skynet, like, it becomes, like, uh, you know, Skynet does this, and it's a fucking robot cop. And yeah, people went and watched it thinking it was a sequel to Terminator. Hey, that's just too iconic to get away with, yeah. So I have an interesting fact regarding the uh, the guy robbing the convenience store. Uh, guess what else he's in? What else, baby? Uh, he plays the lead Sholo thug from Return of the Living Dead 3. No way, I was thinking, <laughs> are you lying? <laughs> yeah. No, it's the same guy, apparently it is. I, I double-checked it. <laughs> he does hey. look like him. I got to level seven. What's he say? He's playing yeah. Street Fighter Two, the arcade machine. Like, there's no level seven in Street Fighter Two, you motherfucker. Yeah, of course there is. It's just the seventh level. Hey Zach, you mentioned uh, a couple of uh, words describing his suit. Do you know what else is uh, hot and heavy? My dick. My cock. I was gonna say my load on your face. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to get sexual, and no one's doing it. Like, why? This is actually uh, turning into an informative commentary. I, I know, right? Where are all the. Uh, Dick and sex jokes, and hey, where's the kid fucking? We, we're saving them for you, man. We're saving them for you, Will. Like, you're the guest. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the respectful one. Yeah, if you listen to my podcast, we, 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 Matt and I make our fair share of dirty jokes. Somebody, well, you know what? I think we're just going to make certain people happy. I think, I, think, I think most people that actually 
take the time and invest in getting to know our personalities in our show. They appreciate that side of it. But then we have a couple of the flybyers that get offended at it. Like we had his comments uh, that <laughs> it's a cinema enema, but like, we're not even going to go into it. Like until we do a cinema enema, but we had that one guy that was like all offended at our hot take on. <laughs> what? He was. And, uh, I fucking, I gave him a beating verbally. Yeah. And uh, he, what, what did he, what did he say? Oh, yeah. you know what? I'll actually, I'll break. I'll break structure and I'll read that comment. We can wait till we're we're at the comment section at the end. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, we we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah. Uh, here's a fun fact: Nancy Allen first arrived on set when Paul Verhoeven was shooting the deliberately cheesy sitcom "I'm Not." Uh, it's not my problem, which appears on television screens throughout the film. That that's what's called. Yeah, Allen was initially horrified to think that she had signed on to make a film with the incompetent director. <laughs> Because of how cheesy it was. Well, you you want to know something interesting? Uh, to talk a little bit about RoboCop 2, but in the original script for RoboCop 2, we were to find out that um, 15 years later, because like Ro- to to give you some summarize RoboCop 2's original script, it was the idea that RoboCop gets blasted to pieces by by some thugs from a cannon, and then he's re- rebuilt in the future, and we find out in the future that the president of the United States is the I'd buy that for a dollar guy. Oh yes. Mm. That's actually from a short story. Uh, I, they're referencing uh, the "I buy it for a dollar." A dollar. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't grab that trivia. Didn't think it was interesting enough. <laughs> I save that for you. Will. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never understood what that line means. Anyhow, this is a fun scene too. This is actually based on a real time like uh, news story where a guy did the same shit. Yeah. And uh, to get off with it, he he used the Twinkie defense. What? For some reason, they call it the Twinkie defense, and it's basically like, oh, I can't be held responsible because I was really angry. And how does that connect to Twinkies? You don't know? I have no idea. Hey, uh, you know, I don't want to waste this opportunity. We got we got the elusive Riverman here, and I want to talk to him a bit, man. It's been a while. How long has it been since you've been on? Oh, I think a few, what, a month or two? No way. Zach, yeah, when's the last time I- he was on? I was on an episode like a month or two ago. Yeah, I think time moves differently. Like right when the pandemic started. Really? Oh, well, that was that was a uh, deep end. Deep end. Yeah. Okay. Okay. When's the last time he was on a commentary? I, I guess I forgot about that. It was the thing. He was, on, he was on Cinema Anima. Oh, Cinema Anima. That's what it was. Okay, my bad. I just feel like it's been a long time. I feel like we haven't recorded in a long time because we're recording on an off day. Mm-hmm. I have a cool fact. What's that? The uh, the Ford Taurus that was used as, as the police cruiser is now located in Branson, Missouri, in a museum. Fuck yeah. Well, uh, I'll detour there when I go to Crypticon next year, so... There you go. But wait, I gotta be careful, and, and I don't, you know, make sure I don't take a wrong turn to Bronson, Missouri. <laughs> the Simpsons Bronson, reference. Yeah. I love it. This ain't over. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love that. Dude, they fucking picked on Branson a couple of times in The Simpsons. There's also... Well, there's a... There's also that gag where, you know, Bart and Milhouse and Nelson stole the car and they went through Branson and they had to stop at Andy Williams Moon River Theater, right? Because Nelson was a big fan. And then there was, uh, was that, was that the same episode or was, they were trying to settle on a vacation, right? And they had the pamphlet and the pamphlet read, so you settled for Branson. <laughs> and, and, uh, Homer, remember, remember Homer went there and he's like, well, they were looking for grandpa is what it is. And I think, uh, one of the kids or Marge was like, grandpa. And Homer's like, grandpa monster. No, your dad. Oh, darn, darn, darn. Because they were in some <laughs> shitty show with all these washed up has-beens. 
I, I'm from that neck of the woods, not in Branson particularly, but outside of Branson. So it's it's a shit show there. Yeah. So Bronson? Oh, yeah. Bronson. You're from Bronson? I wish. Oh, the, the, here's a fun fact. While set in Detroit, 22 locations in and around Dallas were used for filming. The only actual showing of the Motor City itself is in the opening, and that was stock footage. That's funny because, uh, like a couple years ago, me and Mac, we were playing, uh, fucking, uh, I think it was like Halo or Call of Duty or something, and the guy was from Detroit, and we were kind of trolling him. We were like yelling at him and shit, and he ended up getting real angry, and he was like, I'm from Detroit. He's, uh, we asked where he's from at some point. He's like, I'm from Detroit. And we're like, oh, cool, they're, they're going to build that uh, fucking RoboCop statue there. And he got really angry at that. He was like, fuck that. Uh, RoboCop wasn't even really filmed in Detroit. That's a shitty movie we don't want to hear. You know what they should build? It's a fucking statue of Eminem for 8 Mile. Oh, God. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. I'll never forget that night. I, I can't do it justice telling the story. The guy was, he, he was fucking irritated AF. I know they shot RoboCop 2, most of it in Houston, and then for the third one, they shot a lot of it in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They don't shoot it where it takes place. That's awesome. Yeah, why don't they shoot that in Detroit? I mean, obviously they need the help. Eh, they're fine. Detroit Rock City, they only shot some... You know, I guess that makes sense, because they're not in Detroit the whole time. Never mind. But that's a great film. Aaron, I have to ask you, and Zach, you're going to hate me for bringing this up. So, you know, Robocop, he's in Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, does, he, uh, does he have the gun? Who Who's going to hate that, dude? It's fucking Zach that hates it, man, because he says, uh, uh Mac. That's what and, you said. Oh, I thought you said me too. Dude, yeah, I was going to bring it up, man. Um, He does use the gun. He's actually a very heavy-handed, clunky type of character, as you would imagine. Uh, and Peter Well does the voice, and it's pretty cool, man. I'm all about it. That's actually a decent segue to what we were talking about earlier as far as um, license games. If anybody could make a respectable license game, it would be if NetherRealm announced a full-fledged horror, sci-fi, movie, like, property fighting game, right? Because they've had enough of those DLC characters in the last few games to where they've proven themselves, but they could totally do it, man. I think one of the, day, one of the days... Anybody want that, will, though? Oh, I think people would eat it up. They're stupid. I think they would eat it up. I know there's like a fan made horrifying game. I think it's called Terradrome or something like that. Yeah. And it has a bunch of horror characters. It kept getting fucking taken down from the internet a lot because uh, it was all like unlicensed. Man, I just got bad news, man. Totally off topic of the podcast. So, you know, all this bullshit, this lockdown crap. So, in the last three weeks, I've been able to start going to the physical gym again. And I've been so, not even just like feeling better. I've actually made a point of telling people I work with, my bosses, that I am just happier because I was getting so depressed, right? And like, mm-hmm. like I, I'm sure everybody was, but now that I was able to inject that back into my daily routine, I have somewhere to go and I have more routine to follow and I just felt good exercising and getting back to some kind of normalcy. And uh, today, the governor just announced, I believe it's effective today, that a mandate for 30 days, gyms are closing back up and bars. Ugh. Because, well, Arizona's leading, man, with the causes, with the most cases, because they opened up way too early, and it's just been a shit show. And uh, I'm fucking pissed, man, because it's like, I was supposed to go to the gym after this. And I, it's been such a relief for me, because, you know, for a few months, I wasn't seeing any friends or any outside contact, and I was just kind of work to myself, work to myself. And, you know, I, I've been going to the gym with a buddy, and it's felt real good to kind of, like, have you know, a time daily to go hang out with a friend and lift weights and fuck, I'm just pissed, man. 
I bet you were fucking your friend. I bet you want uh, fucking Cohagen to grab you by the hair like that, Zach, and breathe hot and heavy in your face like he just did. That was almost homoerotic. He couldn't grab me by the hair like that. Look at them. They want to kiss. You can yeah. thank all the protesters at the mall there, Aaron, for that. Dude, I mean, I don't think it's just, I think it's people being irresponsible, but I think it's just the city opened up, the state opened up too early. We We didn't do it right. I mean, if you just look at New York, man, how they were trending at the top and they're they're trending down, man, because they they took more time. Um, but I'll give it two weeks. I'm sure it'll spike. We'll see, man. But apparently, according to the evidence, it's harder to to spread outside than it is inside. So it would apparently that, it's that, all saying it's because of the people that opened up early. Yeah, and that 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 does make sense. It's, yeah, so I don't really know who to blame, but I know that the second we quote unquote opened up, dude, everybody out here flooded the lakes, flooded that, pl- and it just were. I think everybody was so over it by month three. I was like, the internet does not like Aaron. No. Flood it, flood the rivers with their piss. What? Okay. <laughs> All right. So that there, no one's going to get the context because my recording is going to sound fine in the podcast. Yeah. Nobody's going to get these jokes. If you, I to listen to the, yeah, the podcast. Yeah. Well, uh, Zach, you're going to have to use the robot voice again. No. So <laughs> the, the Mac voice. I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, that here's that. Yeah. When, the meme. When you, when, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, but she's still sucking. That was the first time I ever saw that. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, guys, uh, I'm having an internet issue today. It's been acting fucked up all day. I mean, it'll be fine in post, but when you hear them making fun of me out there, it's because I'm sounding like a robot to them. Uh, you guys have had a... It's the coronavirus. It's in the 5G towers. Uh, Conspiracies oh, yeah. are real, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. No, no, it's funny. It's like I, I was out running today in the, uh, this afternoon, and I noticed this sign somebody put up talking about, like, oh, COVID's in the 5G towers. And this woman comes out, you know, she had made the science and was coming to, like, adjust them. And was like, saw the science, didn't you? And was like, yeah. And she's like, well, it's true. The COVID's in the, in the 5G towers. You look over there. The towers are, like, two miles apart. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, and apparently. By the way, they put gremlins in all your electronics. The foreigners, they do that. They put gremlins in all your electronics. Just saying. Exactly. Apparently in, like, Europe or somewhere, like, they, there was a mob of people going around tearing down towers, and it actually resulted in people dying, because, like, they couldn't call the ambulance, like, if they fell. I, I still don't fully grasp all that 5G shit there, that, that conspiracy shit they were talking about. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, I actually believe some of it. I mean, 5G really hasn't been tested, and they are, like, microwaving yourself. I mean, they do have, they go up to it with readers and stuff and uh, see how much, uh, microwaves you're uh, actually consuming your body and it's it's scary i mean they haven't really tested it yet so well the calls are coming from inside the house get out exactly but you have to be pretty much right next to the tower but well i mean i've always said you know we're not going to know until we're older you know if this shit has bad effects on us but you know if todd and i turn 70 75 and we have tumors growing out of our fucking ears <laughs> we'll know <laughs> No, you end up looking like that one guy when he gets in the toxic waste later. Robocop, he's like, ooh, please help me. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fucking his screams are creepy as fuck. Ooh. Like, what would you do if you woke up and saw that motherfucker doing that to you? I like the screams Cohagen does when he's tra- lost air and he's on Mars. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> no, no. What, what's funny, you know, it's the greatest scene in Robocop 2, but it's a demonstration scene where they're showing all the failed Robocop 2 prototypes. You have the one robot, he lifts his uh, helmet off and reveals skeleton, he goes, I'm before falling over. Amazing. That's funny. Some of the greatest screams in movie history. 
You guys remember this? Here's a trivia. The character Robocop made an appearance at WCW Capital Combat in 1990 as part of the public uh, publicity for Robocop 2. He rescues Sting, one of WCW's top wrestlers, from an attack by the Four Horsemen. And it's widely regarded as one of the worst and most ridiculous moments in wrestling history. Okay. I do not recall that. No. I don't remember that either. Is it is it is it more is it more absurd than Donald Trump on WWF? Probably. <laughs> what do you do? Shave Vince McMahon's head? Oh yeah. <laughs> See, that's how you. That's when you found out that fucking wrestling is fake. You knew like he wouldn't make that bet. He's not gonna shave that fucking comb over. I have respect though for the craft man. Like Vince McMahon was willing to eat Big Show's ass for entertainment. Oh god, that was so funny for dude. our entertainment. Yeah. You tell me you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to deck your holes, bub. Amazing. <laughs> well, you know, for uh, the promotion of Robocop 2, they uh, they had Peter Weller do a few PSAs to talk about how, like, drugs are bad and such, because, you know, Robocop 2, that has new the drug. Mm-hmm. So, so he's like, he's on screen, he's like, hello, I'm Peter Weller. Uh, don't do drugs. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Like, I, I wish I wish the ratings board would just get in sync with everybody else, because clearly... They they know young people are watching R-rated movies or else they wouldn't have RoboCop doing PSAs, right? Right? And yeah. Back in like Reaganomics and Reagan's era and the war on drugs and all that shit. And they wouldn't have toys selling to little kids. They wouldn't have cartoons. Um, so it's just the weirdest thing in the world. I mean, everybody knows kids watch horror movies and kids watch bloody action movies. That's who's into them. This was cool, too. Like, I don't remember this at all. They said they got former president Richard Nixon. Uh, they hired him to promote the home video release. Interesting. $25,000. He donated the money to American Boys Club. That's interesting. That's amazing. Genius. I'm Richard Nixon, and I say I'd buy this movie for a dollar. <laughs> I think... Uh, I think... The uh, the TV show of RoboCop is long forgotten and people don't think about it. Just like I think the Bill and Ted show was. I think we should do the entire series as a marathon one day. The cartoon? No, the live I, action Bill and Ted show. Oh, I was talking about the cartoon. I love the cartoon. It doesn't hold up. Try watching it today. Oh, I ha- I watched it probably about 10 years ago. I loved it. It's better as a memory. But no, the live action Bill and Ted show, right? Like nobody thinks about that. Wouldn't it be great? And I, don't, I think they only had just like one season. It probably didn't even go for a full season. We could l- literally do a long podcast on the whole show. That'd be fun. It'd be dog. Nobody thinks about it. Y- you mentioned that uh, the new uh, or the uh, what was it? Arrow video. They put this out and they had the TV edit. Yeah, I like when they do that. I like when they add TV edits. I got the Scarface Blu-ray because it had a TV edit, and apparently they're putting out a Mallrats uh, Blu-ray. Arrow is, and it's gonna have a TV edit that only aired once because it was so fucking atrocious. Apparently, yeah, the TV edits are great. I, I mean, the Die Hard TV edit is classic. Hell yes. No, the funniest TV edit is uh, Snakes on a Plane. When uh, Samuel L. Jackson says, says that famous line, he says, on the TV version, he says, I've had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday-Friday plane. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep, yep. What? I, I like the yippee ki Mr. Falcon. <laughs> Hell yes. Oh, did you see fucking uh, Robocop? He got thicker there. He was thick. That's what happens in 80s movies whenever an Fire. explosion happens. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, do you think uh, RoboCop, when he built the game, uh, a huge a huge cock? It's like a big oh, drill. Robo- oh, yeah. Why is, is there a RoboCock that exists, a porno parody? There should have been. There probably is. There has to. RoboCuck? Fuck yes. 
Dead or alive, you're coming at me. That'd be amazing, dude. I think I think you've listened to Zach for too fucking long, man. You're- yeah, I, I've listened to the show this long. I could just fucking. I feel like I could just leave, and he can do my job for me. I think you've tainted the youth of America. You are Reagan's enemy. You are what he warned us about. I'm. I look. I I hit that sweet spot of being informative, but also being incredibly silly. So, oh, he's trying the tagline. To- go ahead. The tagline for this was part man, part machine, all cop. See, if they made the fucking Robocock, the, the, the tagline would have been, you know, part head, part shaft, all cock, or something like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would come. <laughs> he has that in the MK game. I think he has all kinds of shit. I think he has the spikes in his feet, too. How come you don't play? You ever, you ever played that? I mean, I know you're a gamer, Will. How come you haven't played Mortal Kombat? I'm, I'm not huge in the fighting games. Oh. I mean, if. If you remember when we did that Mortal Kombat Annihilation commentary, it was like, what we did it was like, I know jack shit about Mortal Kombat. So I was thinking like, why the fuck did I join then? Yeah, well. Yeah, fucking, I, I never got into fighting games like, yeah, like, like Mag did. Is his face off? He's looking for, uh, what's his face? Um, now my, my friend Matt, on the other hand, he is big in the fighting games, especially the ones that like the Japanese make. No, see, I, I'm back. I think 99.9% of fighting games have zero replay value. Right, like, like I can play them, and I'll, I'll go through a tower or ladder match or whatever. I'll beat the campaign or whatever one time, and it's done. And it's just not my thing. Mortal Kombat, they've done it all, and I'd be the same way if I was playing classic Mortal Kombat games. Like, how, how long will I really play Mortal Kombat Two if I put it on right now? Like, I'll get my nostalgic feel of it, and I'll kind of like get at, get that out of it, and I'll be done. Mortal Kombat Eleven, man, they've proven to be masters at making it replayable and giving you just shit tons of to do because they give you more than just a fighting game. You know, they make the crypt very in depth and explorative, and uh, you know, even in the PS2 era, they were adding mini games and other stuff. They added a story mode, like a big third person open world story mode, an actual game in itself. They'd add cart combat, which is like Mortal Kombat Mario Kart. They'd have chess. They they were they've always been really good at giving you a lot of value. Tekken did that too for a while too, but. Uh, I, yeah, overall, it's like anything else where most of it is shit, and there's like a few shining beacons. I think almost everything's like that, to be honest with you, though. Did you know that the guys who made Superman 64 also made a RoboCop video game? No. Oh, yes. Was it on? Was it was it on 64? Was Super RoboCop 64? No, it's on. It's on the. Uh, it's on the Xbox and PC, I believe. But it's, yeah, it's a shitty first-person shooter. Which given it's from the people behind Superman 64. It's like no duh. Yeah, mm-hmm. no thanks. Uh, I I played um, the RoboCop games on the sixteen and I'm oh, sorry, the eight and sixteen bit systems like Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Um, they're not good. They did uh, make a like they did bring RoboCop and Terminator together for video games, and they they've always like planned on doing that in a movie, but it keeps falling through. And I don't. It, it was like an Alien vs Predator, where it's probably a comic book or or you know f- fucking novels or something first. But yeah, and it got this. Got a bunch of legs, and yeah, I played that game, Robocop vs. Terminator or whatever, and I don't remember much about it. I don't, probably wasn't too good. Apparently, it all started because of the trailer for this, having the Terminator music in it. Led people to think that they were going to meet up at some point. Yeah. With uh, with Predator 2, I think the alien connection at the end, I think that was a nod to the comics, because I think that was talked about first, right, Will? It didn't come... I think the comics came after Predator 2. You think so? If I recall correctly. Yeah, because they did the comics, then they started doing the video games. So, yeah. I didn't know if it was a chicken or egg situation, but I didn't know if, yeah, the little Easter egg they threw at the end of 2 in the spaceship was what started the fanfic shit to go off or 
or what, but... Well, yeah, I believe that is what kicked it off, was that, that little Easter egg, and it's just like, guys, we're gonna make money. Oh, yeah. So, while, while I'm thinking about, what are you guys' thoughts on Robocop 2 and Robocop 3? I'll, I'll, I'll start first. I think Robocop 2 is an underrated sequel. That's just my personal take. The thing I like most is that it's actually a very meta movie, because it's about a company trying to make a successor to the original, only to realize you can't you can't improve on the original. Mm-hmm. And it also goes into stuff like, you know, how franchises become family-friendly, because there's that whole bit where Robocop, he's given all those directives by OCP, and that's, you know, basically taking the piss out of, you know, when studios try to make their already franchises family-friendly. You down with OCP? Yeah, you know me. I, I can't claim to be a RoboCop sequel connoisseur or anything. I've watched RoboCop 2 and 3 once a piece, and all I could say is the second one was better. But other than that, fucking in one ear, out the other. So I'm looking forward to, you know, revisiting. Well, with RoboCop 3, it's just... I, I think RoboCop 3 is just it's just a waste of everything. A waste of time, a waste of talent. It's, it's a really boring movie if you get down to it, because it's just about, oh, the, you know... The rebels are rebelling against the uh, OCP. Yeah, fight the corporations. That type of generic story. It did. Uh, uh, oh man, what's his name? Is it Peter Decker? Fred Decker. Fred Decker. Decker. I'm always bad with first names, but yeah, he uh, he was hired to come do the third one, and like, yeah, like they basically he talks about how that movie ruined his career, like uh, the studio. Yeah, I. Yeah, they I, basically like told him like this is gonna be like a go. It's gonna go with the. Uh, the, the Saturday morning cartoon. We want to make it like less violent and all this shit. Like the only person that came back was Nancy Allen, I think. Yeah, it's it's funny with uh, Nancy Allen the sequels because if you watch, if you have the Screen Factory Blu-rays for RoboCop two and three, when they interview her on the sequels, it's like you can tell she doesn't give a fuck about them because mm-hmm. with two she had bad relationship with the director Irvin Kershner, and then with three when she found out her character was being killed, she's like. Uh, oh well. I'd say mm-hmm. every actor could give two shits about ninety nine point nine percent of the projects they do. It's just a paycheck, you know. But that that the sequels they they bring me to this fun fact: uh, this movie, along with Basic Instinct, Starship Troopers, and Hollow Man, is one of four separate movie franchises in which the first movie of their respective series, directed by Paul Verhoeven, uh, were successful, but their respective sequels. Not directed by Paul Verhoeven, all either bombed or went straight to DVD VHS. Whereas uh, T two was a massive hit, and they didn't change directors. Is there something to that? Maybe. Yeah, and also it's like you know the virus as well because you know two and three were both written or in the case three co-written by Frank Miller. And I know that with uh, with RoboCop two, he had written this long ass script, which ultimately they had to chop in half, and you know. A lot of stuff you see in RoboCop 3 with, like, uh, that that private military they hire and, like, the kid character. Apparently that was in uh, Frank Miller's original script for RoboCop 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is cool. David Cronenberg was one of the directors offered the position to direct this movie, but he turned it down. And ironically, Peter Weller played the lead in Cronenberg's Naked Lunch, in which Weller appeared in lieu of re- re- reprising his role in Part 3. I, I could see I could see Cronenberg putting a stamp on a movie like this. Well, yeah, if Cronenberg had directed RoboCop, you know, Jeff Goldblum would have played RoboCop and be like, uh, uh, they're alive, you're come with me. He kind of talks like a robot booting up everything you say. Uh, uh, uh. 
uh, hey, so the, uh, Riverman, Kurt, Kurtwood Smith in this or, or Rambo 3? Did, Ram, did, he be, did Todd go take a shit? Yeah, he had to go check on his kid, apparently. Damn. Uh-oh. Just the three of us. Uh, and you just ruined the illusion that he was still here. I picked the one moment where he went out to go fuck. No, it's okay. We can use the robot voice. Right, Zach? Hell yes. That would be funny if we bring that fucking Apple, that Mac voice back, man. Or the, the Riverman button. The river- yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> about it. Uh, <laughs> the dog farted and sinks, dude. <laughs> That's funny. But no, I, I was just thinking about it. You know, it's like they're doing builds at three. Do, do you guys know that they, they're trying to bring uh, RoboCop back? They're trying to make RoboCop returns? Yeah, was it mm-hmm. Camp? Was he the one that was trying? No, he, he left. Oh, yeah, he was attached and he left. That's right. And there's a, there's a new guy uh, directing it now. I, I forget the person's name, but it's like I don't know, I don't know if the, if it you know if it does end up happening, it'll be any good because it's like you know the actors are so old and what it man I I think Weller could pull it off because if, if if they just you know whatever enough makeup and it's fine. But that's not the problem. It's just like what we were talking about with Josh James on our last commentary when it comes to these people making these sequels to things like Coming to America. Movies are great sometimes because they're a product of the date they came out, right? I just don't know mm-hmm. if you could recapture the same magic in RoboCop in 2021 or 2022 that you did in the 80s. I just don't think you could. Yeah. It's the same reason why they can't seem to strike lightning again with Terminator. It's just not happening. Uh, you know, James Cameron, he was a master at really being ahead of the times with the way he used practical effects and CGI effects. You know, you put a Terminator sequel out in 2020 or 2019, rather, and what do you get? Heavy reliance on CGI, you know, all CGI car chase scenes, and it just, it's just not special anymore. And yeah, and, and the other problem is the story, because they wrapped the story up with Terminator 2, and every single sequel we've gotten, you know, Salvation, Dark Fate, is included. a big psych. It's like psych. Remember how invested you guys got in Judgment Day and the stakes we put yeah. in the second it, one? It's fan fiction. Psych! Those sequels that came afterwards were just fan fiction. Which, uh, I do want to mm. watch Terminator Dark Fate again. I watched it in theaters, and, um, I mean, I, I was vocal about my opinions on it. But I, I'd i like to watch it again if it ever streams for free, eventually, on any of these uh, streaming networks or whatever. But uh, And I would like to do, I think it'd be a fun either commentary or cinema enema. Because I do think it's discussion-worthy. Dark Fate, yeah. more than three, more than any of the other sequels. There's a lot to unpack about Dark Fate and where it sits and what they decided to do with it. And we can at least talk about it. Um, and I still think that it's not, it's not, it's just like, uh, what the fuck? It's just like Halloween when that re, when that re, sequel, sorry, uh, came out. The It was guaranteed to be the best one since fucking four or whatever. But, it, but that's not exactly hard to do, right? I knew yeah. Dark Fate was going to be the best one since the second one, but that's not exactly giving it high praise. And it is. I'd say it's the best one since the second yeah. one, but I don't like wording it like that. It's the best of the sequels because this one is at least a popcorn movie. You can get through it. If you can sort of turn your brain off to all the SJW fucking pandering and 2020 bullshit that's in there, um, you know, it. it's at least an action movie. You know, I mean, it at least somehow... Yeah. Even if it blends in with the rest of the action movies that are, are kind of like it is these days with all the CGI and shit, at least it's an. I don't think 
I think it would have been a lot better if they really would have capitalized on their R rating. Like, I, there's so many places in that movie I think they could have did some cool violent shit with the bad Terminator. And they just didn't. Yeah. Right? It's like they had cool opportunities to do this. Like, oh, man, they could have did this and had this effect. They could have did this. But they played it so safe with a lot of out-of-vision kills and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck? But, yeah. I uh, I watched uh, Dark Fate whenever I was hanging out with, at Max. This, this weekend? This weekend. Really? I'll talk about that when we talk about Terminator. Okay. Fuck. I mean, can you you can't. Just, oh, I guess you're right. We'll save it. Okay. Good call. Yeah, it's actually funny. You guys are talking uh, Terminator this month. I'm also doing ter- the uh, the Terminator with my friend Matt because we're doing Schwarzenegger month. So we did we did a commentary oh. for Commando, and next time we're doing Predator, and then the week after that we're doing Terminator, the first doing one. Doing the the heavies, yeah. So Commando is the best. Commando is. I don't think it's the best. Arnold movie, but I think it's the epitome of it's the best non-Terminator Arnold movie. It's the it's the most entertaining movie in his library. It is the movie that launched what everybody thinks of a modern action movie that in the eighties, right? It's got all it's all of it on yeah. crack. It's what everybody pretty much used as the blueprint, where it's light on story, fucking heavy on one-liners and violence, and just over the top fun. You know, uh, it's it's great, but no, it's not. My, it's not even in my. I'm trying to think. Of, is it is it even in my top three? No, I mean for me, it's it's always been. No, it's not because T2 is always my favorite. Uh, a Total Recall is a close second. Like uh, Riverman would disagree with me. He would flip flop it. He would say, "Is Riverman here again?" By the way, I think he took seriously what I said. Hey, just step away. He's been gone for like an hour. He's probably not going to come back, folks. Anyway. <laughs> I press have to pay respects to Riverman. Wait, we got we got a Riverman button for a reason or that Mac voice, but I think we should <laughs> utilize it. But anyway, uh T2 is my favorite. Hot on the Heels is is uh Total Recall. And then I think the first Terminator is my number 3. So from there I don't know where where I would rank them, but Commando's fucking great though. Well, here's a fun drinking game you can do with RoboCop. Take a shot every time RoboCop throws a guy through a glass window. Oh yeah. Because he does it, like, in this scene, like, three times to Clarence Boddicker, and he does it earlier when he throws the the hostage, the guy who's holding the council hostage. How else are you supposed to get his point across, man? I mean, if I if I had Zach in this room physically, every time I try to make a suggestion on the podcast, Sorry I would throw him through a window. <laughs> I, th- I, thought you, I thought you were going to, like, if you're going to sneak out quietly without saying anything, you should sneak in quietly without addressing it either, too, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Riverman's here. Thank God he's alive. Yeah, I know. Because A, you interrupted what we were talking about, and it's off-putting because I thought we were going to like, so now it's like, oh, okay, he's gone. Well, we did address it, but you didn't know that. Like, what if we didn't? That'd be funny if he was like, no, I, I've been here the whole time. I was just like trying to play a joke. I just didn't want to answer. <laughs> I literally said, I don't think he's coming back. He's, he's like, he really took it to heart when I said to sneak away because he's been gone a while. <laughs> I had to take care of my kids, so sorry. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I don't even know what the fuck we were talking about. I just think it's hilarious. He sneaks out and he comes back. Oh, I'm sorry, I got him back. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. He's like Dirty Harry with ball bearings was one of the early taglines considered, but was ultimately dropped, uh, fearing lit- litigation from either Warner Brothers or Clint Eastwood. They do this shit all the time, though, right? He's like a canine well, Macaulay Culkin. Clint Eastwood wouldn't even see it. He's always fucking squinting. He couldn't read that fine print. <laughs> but no, but people, people have since at least have marketed and used other movies as reference, right? Like mm-hmm. canine yeah. Macaulay Culkin, or it's like, what was the three ninjas one? It's like teenage mutant Ninja turtles and home alone mixed, you know, mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah. You can't how, litigation for name dropping something. I don't think it yeah. works like that. I don't know how it works. I think 
you can't use logos, but you can type font. Like nobody owns the words home or alone. And I don't think they own well, the words home alone together, to be honest with you. Well, last action hero, they had the T2 standee. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. With Stallone's head on it. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's the best. Hey, yo, uh, 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 also the beast, the baby. <laughs> I'd come. See, that, that's another thing they could do with the deep fake universe we have now. Didn't they, didn't they already do a deep fake with Stallone? Stallone Terminator 2? Home Stallone. No, they did. I think they did. Todd didn't a couple years ago. They do a deep fake. They might have. Yeah, I think they did a Stallone T T two. Yeah, they put fucking. uh, See, imagine the person that grew up watching the version of The Shining, where it was fucking Tim Carey playing. Tim Carey. Tim Curry. What? (laughs) What? Jim Carey. Jim Carey. He mixed Jim Carey and Tim Curry together, and he created the (laughs) ultimate (laughs) fucking character actor. Jim Curry. Tim Carey. That would be funny, man. So you could uh, do uh, uh, Jim Carey. As fucking the transvestite in the Tim Curry movie. Oh, I would come. You could do like defakes there. Uh, no, what, what technology do you think it takes to make those defakes as well as they do? I don't know. What do they use? I, I have no idea. I wonder if, uh, I think if it was easy to use and easy to come by, we'd have a lot more deepfake videos out there. But I really don't think we have that. I don't think we have that much. So maybe it is kind of like fancy pants software. I'm sure we have a lot of movies that are mostly deep fakes like you know what i'm saying like the actors aren't even there they just have the that's deep fakes. no well that's huge well you know they're doing a james d movie even though james d is dead exactly. yeah i'd read about that too well you know and all they have to do is get the estate to sign off on it but no they've been doing that a lot lately um so i know the first time i heard about a big budget doing it was iron man 3 and i saw that movie in the theaters in the final scene of the movie they have Tony Stark or whatever on the edge of a cliff. And I don't remember what he, if he's throwing off his suit because he swears off being iron or something. But I didn't even know. And I read out, I read later on that that was totally deep faked because they couldn't get Robert Downey Jr. to come back for a reshoot. So they just got to stand in and deep faked his face on it. Um, and now that I know about it, I, I can tell. Like, oh, but they deep faked somebody's mustache gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Henry Cavill. But uh, no, I, it, it's, a, it's a big thing. Why do you think. Why do you think Bruce fucking Willis and shit like that makes 20 straight to Redbox movies now? You just see him in all these shitty Redbox filler movies and Netflix Wasteland movies. Um, It's because they probably pay him a million dollars and he works for like two days. And Mm -hmm. so they get all his scenes in one day and then they use a stand in for the rest of the movie, like behind the headshots and shit. He doesn't really do anything. How long until, like, uh, well, actually, it's already happening. They're basically, now they can get all your data from Google searches. They're just, like, taking random three... Uh, on Getty Images? Highly searched things and making movies around that. And then they can just... What if it's got the Getty, Im- Getty Image watermark on it? <laughs> they can have an AI completely uh, write it. Like, it's dank. Yeah, it's... it's going to be amazing for future films. It's interesting what, what they could do. And I think I think they will. I mean, I think at that point, though... We'll be in a situation where people still have to obtain the rights, but you'll have a million actors selling off. Like, you know, I don't have to work. If you have Bruce Willis taking paychecks to work one day, he'll, I damn guarantee you, he'll take a paycheck to just use his likeness. If CGI wasn't fucking uh, annoying and shitty looking enough, we're going to have just the fucking actors themselves be CGI in the movies from now on. It's going to yep. be amazing. That's, that's what I mean. I mean, like, yep. or no, I mean, I think what's more probable is just get some fucking guy you can pay scale and deep fake an A-lister on him. Right, Amazing. I mean, you're right. That would probably that would probably be cheaper than just digitizing an entire actor to, to get a deep fake guy. I think, but I'm sure the technology is used a lot more than we realize in Hollywood with the movies and stuff. 
Yeah. Oh, it, nowadays it is. 100% it is. And like I said, they use them like fucking crazy for shots they don't need the actor dead on. They use it like fucking nuts. Um, exactly. But yet they still can't make a new good Freddy Krueger movie and they have fucking makeup to work with. I mean, why don't they just deep fake Robert England in makeup? They go the extra mile, like deep, deep fake a guy with Robert England's facials, and then put I makeup. Wanna, I don't want to fucking see that shit happening. I don't either. I, I'm just kidding. No. Oh, Mac will. He'll be like, "Oh, hey guys, see this article?" <laughs> He'll be like, "Oh hell yeah!" Robert England saying, "My dear Frank Krueger, <laughs> oh hell yeah, oh hell yeah." I love it. You're coming on here and you're dogpiling on Mac with us. That's so funny when he's not here. You're one of the team. He always shits on me. Like he's like, oh, what? Uh, I'm sure if they if they came out and said something good was coming out, you wouldn't believe it. You don't believe anything. <laughs> when I heard I, y'all we, just go ahead. If we ever get our own litigation issue with our name, we could change this podcast to the shitting on Mac when he's not around show. Because that's what we, <laughs> exactly. we we do it like crazy. It's so funny. Well, you know, it's funny. I remember when you guys did the one cinema anime recently and brought up the fact that, like, Max said they should do, like, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Tom Holland as Doc Brown, Martin Fly. I was just like, no! Oh. No! Fuck you, yeah. Max! Fuck you! Well, so, I'll just kind of give him a hard time. I'm not really gonna... I think Zach is way too hard on Mac. In my opinion, when it comes... You gotta to, be hard on him. When it, when it comes to movies, who am I to judge how somebody enjoys them? Mac, and we've addressed this, Mac is the type of guy, if you guys are on Letterboxd, if you look at Mac's entire watch list and the movies he's watched, you can kind of see the average and how he ranks them. Most of his movies are 9s or 10s. Like, like if you look at the movies he watches, Alita Battle Angel, 10 out of 10. Fucking Ready Player One, 10 out of 10. But to me, I could be one of these film buffs that we always make fun of, right? But I don't want to stoop to that level. But if Mac... dreadful film. If that's how Mac enjoys his movies and he's one of these people that genuinely is that easy to impress and he gets that entertained, then then good for him, I guess. I mean, I'm not I shouldn't knock that, right? Yeah, um, I guess. If people are entertained it's entertained by a movie, that's great. Like why would you want people to fucking hate most movies? I agree. You know yeah, what I mean? I agree. The Donkey Kong is a great game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like more it, it is a good game, but I believe Donkey Kong is the greatest game ever. BBB for pork. <laughs> But no, but that's what I'm saying. It's easy for me to be like, geez, man, you're you're easy, easy. But the thing is, is if I was a professional filmmaker, I would fucking eat up people like Mac. Like, he is the bread and butter of the film industry. That's the people you want in your test screening. Well, no, I mean, seriously, though. So just because so and I but I think people that are tougher critics are equally as important as well because they want to filter out the shit and filter out quality control. I think they both have to exist. Mac is definitely more of a. Uh, average moviegoer, and those people are critical. They are the fucking backbone of the whole industry. I I almost called him the LCD, like he's a lost guy, but he's not. That's not. That's a very mean way of saying the same thing. I can't. I can't tell you the last time I saw a movie, um, a new movie, it's in the past couple of years. Well, you mean in the theaters? Well, in the theaters, or also a new film that's been released. You saw Rambo Five. Oh yeah, I saw that. That was the last one. He already forgot about it because it's forgettable. Yeah, you're just you're just backing up what Zach said earlier. Uh, I like Rambo Five. It's not as good as Four, but it's enjoyable. Did you watch? Uh, I gave you that digital code for Visual Man. Did you watch that? I haven't watched it yet. No, man. What What did you think of uh, the Invisible Man, Aaron? Have you watched it? Yeah, I watched it. I, I suggest. I mean, I won't give spoilers because Todd still hasn't seen it. We've all seen it, but Todd, I enjoyed it. I don't think it was perfect. Like, I think maybe I think the hardest thing to stick 
is the ending in any movie. And I, I think I, I didn't think the ending was bad. I thought it was satisfying enough, but I, I would have done it differently. But overall, the movie, I, I enjoyed it a lot, actually. I, yeah, I thought same here. It's probably because, you know, not a whole lot of movies came out this this year because you have you know what but it was it was it was probably my favorite because it's like hey they actually did some interesting with the old idea versus you know that tom cruise mummy movie was like oh yeah. we gotta do a cinematic universe if lee wanell was given the task of hey give us a modern take on the invisible man then he fucking hit it out of the park because that's exactly what it is he basically just yeah. made hollow man but not as good hollow man was better uh but i've I, never I, seen hollow man zach I actually, Hollow Man's a guilty pleasure. I actually do like Hollow Man. Is that Bond Scott? Look at that fucking guy. He's amazing. Yeah, I've never seen Hollow Man. That's like the one Paul Verhoeven movie. Actually, one of three. Cause All you gotta know is cock. All you gotta know cock. bacon, the bacon cock. <laughs> exactly. It's bouncing. He's fucking walking towards the camera talking. His dick is just bouncing. William, you gotta be careful, man, because you're just setting yourself up for a William soundboard whenever you do shit like that. <laughs> Zach is making the William soundboard. No, no, it's fine. Give, give me more no context, William Larry, please, so that I can use it on my friends and family. Hell yeah. We have uh we're we're probably gonna use the Todd, the Riverman soundboard when you were gone, because we were talking to you and you weren't responding. Mm-hmm. Like we totally found out you were gone. Like, what the fuck? So there's probably gonna be a lot of oh my dog, my dog farted sm- stinks. <laughs> we're gonna hear a lot of that. Uh the best is when he uses a shirt to like cover his nose, like, oh god, it stinks, dude. It stinks, dude. <laughs> Uh, you know, I was just thinking about it, but I've noticed that one of the Walmarts in my area has been carrying a lot of Shout Factory and Scream Factory towels lately. Yeah, I noticed that. For, like, yeah. really cheap. That's crazy. Yeah, I found one. Like, found- <laughs> that is... <laughs> That is one of the soundboard. That's crazy. Oh, really? <laughs> it's, I thought that's what you were doing. I thought you were joking. No, no. It, Todd's very versatile, as you guys have uh, discovered. No, I, I didn't know those were back in Walmart's now. That's weird. Um, it, it depends on, you know, the, it depends on location, because I have two Walmarts in my area. One has none, but the other had quite a few titles, because I picked up Cobra, Escape from New York. Uh, what I, else? What else? I actually have some insider information that I can drop, and I don't know if any of you guys know this, but fucking a Scream Factory is setting on a, a new fucking box set for Friday the 13th. What? Is that really inside information? I think I heard of this. They are planning on releasing one, apparently, and there's some speculation whether or not it's going to be a 4K box set, because everybody's like, well, there's already a Blu-ray box set, so why would they do that? They're, but that is that it. really... But I've, I've already heard this. Well, how is it inside information? I heard this rumored uh, is mac your source is he your source yeah do you get from we got this covered oh hell yeah you know what it might have been we got you covered.com and why would we ever you know why would we ever second guess them okay we'll see I, i'll be glad i waited i didn't waste the money on that fucking last one i did i got it for like 40 bucks yeah it's on my voodoo i appreciate that mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly <laughs> the fucking street factory one definitely ain't gonna come with no voodoo no, it won't. See, the if the, if the only thing they have new is like, hey, we're going to put out the fucking uh, unrated director's cut version of, uh, of J.C. Goes to Hell, uh, who cares? No one likes that movie. How do they not get the rights to Dawn of the Dead? Try to do whatever, pay them whatever it takes. Man, okay, so that whole, that, that, that 
region free version of it of Dawn of the Dead is such a disappointment. I'm so fucking disappointed in that because I think it looks badass. It's awesome. The price tag was a little disappointing, but honestly, I'd probably even I might even pay it still. But I can't justify. Oh, it's region free. Great, except yeah. for the bonus discs. Oh, yeah, awesome. No, I mean because they're putting on Blu-rays, right? Like, because they always cheap out when it comes to the new special features and shit. If I'm dropping a hundred dollars on a cool ass set like that, I want everything it comes with. Because at this yeah. point, I feel like I'm paying a hundred dollars for a 4K transfer of the movie I already own three ways from Sunday, plus a cool box. I heard that the reason uh, the guy that owns the rights to that's being so stingy with it is because uh, remember a couple years ago, whenever uh, there was a Dawn of the Dead 3D version where they converted it to 3D and it was yeah. in some theaters. Mm-hmm. It's because uh, he spent like $30,000 making that version. And he's like, oh, you can only put it out if you include that 3D version, which I'm going to make cost some money. You got to you want that version. Uh, you got to have that version on there if you want to put it on Blu-ray. And nobody really wants it. Does it smell good enough for you in there? Hell yeah. Does it smell good enough for you in there? Hell yeah. That, that, okay. That's nice to know, mysterious voice. <laughs> Give him hot milk. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, hot milk. That sounds delicious. Who's uh, William? Yeah, that's it totally William. <laughs> oh, it's me. I just, I was on, I was soundboards. I don't know why. I just, uh, I missed uh, hearing this shit. Beta. You know, you know, while I'm thinking about it. For sex. Hello. What? Go ahead. We're here. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you know, while I'm thinking about it, you know, they're showing a uh, Robocop's face, and you think about it, that face is the only bit of, uh, you know, human remains that they kept. So I always wondered if they peeled back his face, what do you think it looks like behind there? I imagine, like, you know, in Bill Ted's Bogus Journey, when the evil robot us is, you know, ripped their face apart. That's what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Paul Verhoeven and the guy that did the effects were fighting over the scene because the guy that did the effects was like, you can't show the reveal of the makeup effect in broad daylight. And he's like, no, no, trust me. I'll have the, uh, the cinematographer, he'll light it so that you can't tell how the effect works and shit. And he didn't think it could be done in broad daylight. So, uh, they got pissed off at each other and didn't talk each- to each other through the rest of the filming until they watched the premiere. And they were both so like awed by it that like they were like, they both forgave each other. And, uh, he went from like, Oh, I'll never work with Paul Verhoeven again to working with him on the next movie he made, which was, uh, at the same time though, I would still be a little offended. Cause it's like, all right, I appreciate that. It actually turned out well, but I am the director. It is my job. Your job is to take direction from me. And he's still like, you know, they were still fighting that authority. Oh yeah. Why would you ever question the authority of the guy that made fucking showgirls? Is that Mr. Noodle? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. him from Elmo? <laughs> Man, I know all about Mr. Noodle. Or he's the guy from Green Mile that dies, right? Mr. Jangles, Mr. Bojangles, whatever. Yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar. Was it, uh, oh, wait. Man, I hope I'm not slandering somebody, but didn't it come out that Mr. Noodle was a pedophile? What? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Hold on. I, I'm getting total deja vu here. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, Fun you, fact, you do that. the guy that does the I'd buy that for a dollar, he has somebody on Twitter basically uh, copped that whole shtick, and basically anytime somebody mentions fucking RoboCop, he'll respond and say, I'd buy that for a dollar. So there's a good chance that whenever we advertise that we did this uh, commentary on uh, fucking Twitter, he he will respond with, I'd buy that for a dollar, in which I will retweet it. I wonder if he's so on that the celebrity... Um God, what what was that where you can uh, have him talk to you or whatever? Cameo. Talk to Cameo. Yeah, and he just does that. I buy that for a dollar, and he charges like three hundred dollars. <laughs> Actually, I think I think Peter Weller has a cameo profile. So, 
Yeah, we got to get him to say, why, why, why do you do that? Oh, yeah. Well, I've thought about, it. is it worth it to actually drop some coin uh, to get, because uh, no, they're not all going to do like endorsements, but some of them are so fucking just, they have, there's such self-worthlessness that they'll do ads. They don't give a shit. They'll, they'll pimp your fucking local siding company. Get Edward, Edward Furlong to do something for you. He would do it. He would fucking do it. Because I, I, I want to I get him say, uh, you know, Revival House, I love you more. You know, we got to get him to quote like the good shit. He's not my mother, Todd. Uh, why don't you get your favorite uh, musical fat ass Vince Neil to do a shout out? Come on, Aaron. Oh yeah. Hey, Decker. How are you doing, brother? Hey, shout out, devil. <laughs> I cracked up so hard when I heard that. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. It's amazing. I hope he. I hope he disputed that shit with his bank. I wish I was the guy that got that dispute. Like disputing cameo, Vince Neil fucked everything up. <laughs> exactly. I'd love it. Yeah, so um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the original sources, but I'm not really gonna take the time to like look through right now. But when I type in Mr. Noodle Pedophile, there's a lot of like Reddit threads on it, right? When he was uh, uh. char or accused, I don't remember if it was before or after his death because he died. The original, wait, the original died. Who was the original? Was it the guy, the actor, or was it the the fat guy? Because there was two Mr. Noodle, and he got replaced by the guy from Green Mile, and I think that's the guy that had the charges. But, yeah, it's fucked up, man. Fun fact, Kenneth L. Johnson said that he was offered the chance to direct, but turned down when he was not allowed to change aspects of the script that he considered to be mean-spirited, ugly, ultra-violent. Beta. Oh, like like what? Uh, probably the violence. I know that, I know that, uh, what, what's his, what's his name? It, it slipped in my mind, uh. Tim Hunter, he was supposed to originally direct Robocop 2, but he was taking too long with uh, pre-production and whatnot. They had to drop him and hire Irvin Kershner. I had so many uh, trivia entries, I had to delete a bunch of them because I knew I wouldn't get to them. It's fine. So much uh, plenty to talk about on this one. Do you you know what the original ending to Robocop was like? Uh Uh-uh. Well, it originally ended, it didn't end with Robocop turning and saying Murphy. What happened was that he says Murphy, but then afterwards it cuts to one last media break, you know, the little news breaks to show that, you know, Anne Lewis is in the hospital and she's recovering because, you know, she gets critically wounded. Mm -hmm. But like when they did a test screening, because he mentioned, you know, the audience was cheering when he said Murphy, then it cuts to the final media break and the audience was like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Oh, speaking of fucking... Shared universes. What if it turns out Murphy was Kevin McAllister's neighbor across the street? I come. Oh, Mitch Murphy, the creepy snow shoveler. No, no. that's old man Marley. My name's Murphy. Mitch Murphy. You hear about Mitch Murphy and the Murphys? You know, you just they just says it by name, and oh. uh, but we never see him. Like, what if what if Murphy is uh, the homeowner across the street? What if he like you know uh, moonlighted in Chicago? But his first name is Alex Murphy. <laughs> I know Murphy's the last name. Mitch Murphy's the kid. Uh, Aaron, we aren't autistic enough to watch Home Alone. We're, Aaron, I, I I'm with you 100 percent on that. I am with you. Nobody else is following me. William, you're losing your status car with me because you've not seen Home Alone. Mitch Murphy is the annoying kid. He's the catalyst. He's the reason why they think Kevin McAllister is in the van and he yep. gets left behind. Mitch Murphy. All right, get educated. Yeah, Come on. yeah. I, Cultured. I've, I've never, I've never watched an 
you know, watched Home Alone all of its entirety. I always see bits and pieces of it. I know. Shame on me. Consider yourself lucky. Shame on me. Sodomize me, Aaron. You know you want to. The, the first movie I saw in the theater. Watching Home Alone actually lowers your IQ to subhuman levels. It's a fun fact. I'm just playing. I just thought since you were uh, gaining up on William, I would defend him a little bit. I don't know. Anyway, uh, do you guys want me to start reading some comments or... Do you have any? No. No. Sure, go ahead. We're going to do it anyway. Fuck Zach. All right. I spit on your grave commentary. H Hour Hotel comments. They quote Matthew. I can't come. I can't come. You're after my concentration. That's in the Bible? I didn't even know that. <laughs> there is a part in the Bible where they said they have a, the flood of come like a horse or something, though. That's Matthew, funny. Matthew, the book of Matthew. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. We got to dance around the. Uh, Fucking exploited cinema comments and shit. Okay, Batman Forever. That was our last posted commentary that featured Josh James of the R-rated show. Uh, going down the line, David Capper, the Capperfield himself, he left us a doozy, uh, a long comments like usual, so let me get through it. He says, well... Well, hey, he's actually commenting on someone else's. I'm going to read him in a different order. He says... Uh, never mind. He goes, well, Bloodless RVC might be asking... What's with this Zach guy and his dick comments? Because that was a comment on the last episode. But what I'm asking is, is Zach off his game? Two completely missed cock nut sack joke opportunities. At the 7.45, 8 minish mark, Batman, Robin, or bust. I mean, come on. That would have been a perfect time for a genitally based joke. At 1.35-ish, drive in chat, he says, I went to check out Shia LaBeouf's holes. Dude. That would have been oh, yeah. a solid gold spot for a real rimmer of a raucous rammer. Basically, my concern is this. <laughs> With everything going on in the world right now, I just want to make sure that Zach isn't distracted by politics, social upheaval, health concerns. Listen, the internet needs a reliable, renewable, ethical, and sustainable source for dick humor. And other than a few dwindling supplies here in Canada, I think that North America, nay, the globe, is counting on Zach. Let the thick ropes of pearly comedy fly, man. If you don't, the terrorizers win. Okay. Exactly. All right. Wait, he goes on. Um, response. He says, on the movie, imagine if Tim Burton had directed this Batman sequel and the next we and in the next way he had intended. Uh, now imagine that they were both moderate hits, making Burton a reliable source for dark, surreal superhero fare. Now imagine if he had made the Superman Lives movie he wanted to make uh, the way he wanted to make it. It would have been the beginning of an extended DC Burton Cinematic Universe, or the EDCBCU. <laughs> this would have paved the way for Sam Raimi's Aquaman and John Waters' Wonder Woman. Okay, this is the worst idea I've ever had, and I will now stop. D. That's amazing. Fucking, I would love to see the Superman lives. Fucking, Nick Cage is uh, the dankest actor ever. He does kind of have a point, though, because if they would have... Well, maybe not even necessarily made Batman Forever, Tim Burton, but if Tim Burton would have made his Superman sequel... And it was a hit. Maybe add that in with Batman Forever if you got to do that. It might have changed the game. We might have had like an extended universe before Marvel came in, right? And it would have been all driven by this dark fucking Tim Burton kind of thing. We are seeing RoboCop walk on water, by the way. Murphy. He was uh, written as the new Jesus. That was part of the script. Yeah, Alex Murphy. He died for our sins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Devin Dungan says uh, awesome commentary great movie I love Batman forever and rest in peace Joel Schumacher Joel Schumacher Schumacher 
See, yeah, uh, dunk- uh, see uh, Aaron, he talked about like all that stuff with Joel Schumacher. Maybe he, uh, maybe he was in trouble for some Me Too shit. I haven't seen anybody mention that since he died. Like, usually there's always at least one person that's like, I don't know why the fuck you guys are all sad about Joel Schumacher. Well, and I, he touched some kids. He touched some children. I haven't seen that. So, which leads me to believe that Aaron is full of shit, and I feel bad for repeating what he said. Well, I want to say that we got a comment. Be, uh, criticized a little bit from Omega himself saying, you know, it was without cause or, you know, like talking about the thing is, is I, it was never in the thing. It's just been buzzed about a little bit. It never gained any traction. And I was high hypothesizing like, OK, given the people he's worked with, the Corey Feldman's and the Brad Renfro's and what they went through. And he was a common factor as well. I mean, like I thought like, hey, it was worth just notating. I agree with whatever he's saying. Yeah, the bra raz. Okay, so they can't hear me. Whatever. The Rockefeller. This is a pretty cool scene. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty cool. All right, can you guys hear me to read another question? That was a good kill, and you didn't even see it happen. I was watching it. You didn't see it at the insertion. All right, I'm going to read another question. Hopefully, you guys can hear me. Yeah, we can hear you. Oliver Closeoff says, Forever and Robin are two of the worst movies ever made. Christopher Nolan made the only good Batman movies. Boo this man. Boo this man. Yes. Uh, see, I, I find the Nolan movies super boring. Like everything I've seen by Nolan, I find boring. They're not. Uh, they have no rewatch value. I think. I mean, I when people talk about Memento. No. Well, when I watch a movie, I want to watch the Keaton Batman's. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the Keaton Batman's are my favorite. They're great. Uh, but you know, respect to you. Maybe you're a little younger. I don't know. Maybe it come. Maybe it's down to like my age or Riverman's age. We were around when those movies were really big. Maybe that plays a part in it too. I I I like the Nolan movies fine. I, I enjoy them, but they're different types of movies. They they're more demanding of you. I don't really think they're any more or less long than like the Burton movies, but the Burton movies are a little campier, they're a little more fun, they're really rewatchable. And uh the Nolan movies, you know, it's it's like you're watching a Michael Mann movie. It's like you're watching paint dry. It's just a different experience. But I but I like the the Nolan movies too. Uh let's see here. Yeah, they're good. Hey, uh, Will, should I read your comment, or is that fucking too meta for you? Can can I read it? I want to make it meta as hell. <laughs> okay, do you have it pulled up? I do. I'm looking at it. Okay. Oh, my God. You're following along. Why? You do. Okay. <laughs> I know. Go, okay, go ahead and read uh, Will's comment. So clever. This is on Batman Forever. All right. Go for it. R.I.P. Joel Shoemaker. I'm glad Josh left the comfort of his bunker and the warming touch of his roommate, Jim Wynorski, to do his commentary with y'all. Oh, yes. We all know that he is BFFs with Jim Wynorski. I used to like Batman Forever as a kid, and still kind of do, but I realize this is when the studio tried to course-correct the series after Batman Returns, because it screams, directed by studio. And of course, two years later, they killed this series with ice puns and bad credit cards. Exactly. Hearing Zack discuss the 1988 Godzilla reminds me that I need to redo that one, as that was one of my first episodes, back when it was just me, Will and not Matt. Let me tell you, do it solo. It was a nightmare. I know. Let's do a Revival House slash Will and Matt crossover and tackle not only the 1988 Godzilla, but the 2016 Ghostbusters. Two miserable remakes back-to-back. What could possibly go wrong? I'd rather have Riverman shit on my chest than watch both of those Uh, back-to-back. I I wouldn't... (laughs) I mean, I don't listen to any early movie commentaries, but anymore, but I will listen to one for the new Ghostbusters movie. 
Yeah, Zach and I have been talking about doing that for the longest time. I cannot, fo- dude. It would be hard enough getting through that one, let alone a fucking double feature of some bullshit. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I do that. Ghostbusters is so fucking bad. I've I've never seen the Ghostbusters. Well, you you're a big fan of the Godzilla series, right? I am. You need to check out uh, movie Graveyard. Our boy, the goat, he did uh, a commentary for that Roland Emmerich remake, and he had two guests that uh, do uh, an all Godzilla podcast. It was really good. Okay. You should check it out. Okay. Look at those long arms, man. That looks so mm-hmm. real. Looks awesome. You look like Freddy Krueger. He did. Uh, you guys <laughs> might be a few seconds ahead of me. Maybe. Because I'm right at it. He's holding the gun against the old man, and you know, Robocop's about to shoot him. And you're gonna mm-hmm. you get to witness the long arms again, so you're lucky. Yeah. Okay, Batman Forever as well. Carlos Argent. He says, I can tell Aaron was trying so hard not to say my comment was autistic as fuck. LOL. But my hot load reference was when Eddie Furlong was shot at the end of the flick, and also how Arnold schmurdered the fuck out of John Connor in Dark Fate. Uh no man. Deep fake. Yeah, the deep fake. It was yeah, Terminator Deep Fake. I still think that's funny. Uh, no, I mean, man, uh, I know the comment that he's referring to last week. It, it happens, man. We're typing fast <laughs> and a lot of autocorrect you and know, shit. We, we overlook the fact that, you know, the old man is played by the same guy who played Cochran in Halloween 3, a.k.a. the best entry in the series. Uh, it's up there. I love Halloween 3. If we started talking over you, Aaron, it's because you cut out and it sounded like you just stopped. I, I, was, I was given the benefit of the doubt because I was like, surely no one fucking cut me off, man. Fucking surely not. Because I was literally in the middle of a question and then all of a sudden Will's like, ah. But I know it's it's technical issues. We need that that screen grab of the monkey with the cords. You know, technical issues. We need that five G. Need that five G. Is, is your Wi Fi uh, given to you by OCP, Aaron? That might explain it. OCP. No. Uh, yeah, you know me. Let's see. No, uh, but let me finish. That's why. That's why fucking Detroit is so shitty in this movie. It's because like fucking this is a reality where ICP wasn't there to back off some of that crime because they were a street gang. <laughs> that would be amazing. Hey Zach, the ju- juggalos yeah. and the juggahos. Hey, do you want me to? Do you want me to read that comment I was referring to earlier? It was on a cinema enema, but it's really funny. I think it's it's such a good comment want, that I think we yeah. should. I think we should. It's worthy bringing up twice when we do cinema next too because I think it's I think it's noteworthy of what we do and how it can get a reaction out of different people. So a listener by the name of Kyle Conley, and I can tell on a preface by saying this, this is one of our new listeners, right? He was a guy that kind of caught us on a search and he decided to check us out because he really liked Ken Park. Never heard us before. This was his first impression. I'm glad you included timestamps because I skipped all the way ahead in the video for the film discussion and I couldn't have been more disappointed. You could have read about the history of the film, have been informed of its actors and director, and or have had a legitimate intellectual discussion about the nature of the content itself. Instead, you watched a sick, sorry, you watched a controversial film and focused on how sick and twisted it was or how great a female character's yeah, tits are. It's sick, man. It is sick as fuck. Well, allow me to get to the comments, if you please. Uh, now you really are taken after Zach. He's, uh, he fucking was he on the film buffs board? Is this oh. is this one of the uh, film I, buffs guys? Okay, okay, Zach, would you like to interrupt too? That'll that'll just round it out because everybody's interrupted me. You keep cutting out. We don't. We can't tell. Yeah, we can't hear you. All right. Yeah. So instead, you watched a controversial film and focused on how sick and twisted it was, or how great a female character's tits are. Way to go! People like you are the reason this film will probably never get a legitimate release. All right. There's a lot to unpack here. Um. And Zach is like the rabid junkyard dog I had to pull off. 
So I fucking trolled the shit out of this phone. Do you want? I like it when I read Zach's comments. It's funny because I like to tap into Zach's voice because <laughs> I read. So this is what Zach. So if anybody criticizes this, Zach will usually send a troll response. Now, very seldom do people actually comment back and keep a thread going. So usually it's funny and it's cool. But this thread kept going, and clearly this guy was not in on the joke. He wasn't getting Zach's references. He was taking it all very personally. And if you're not familiar with the way we do things in our show and our personalities, you really, really could take everything the wrong way. And that's exactly what this guy was doing. So Zach replied, we're happy you left a comment on our video because as soon as we got the notification, we skipped everyone else's to see yours and we couldn't have been more disappointed. (laughs) The comment was the most subhuman IQ level taken we've ever had. (laughs) It's like, we're generally surprised it came from an actual person and not an inanimate object. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a human being uh, being that said all that and not a grilled cheese sandwich. That wasn't the words of a jug of water or a toaster oven. There is no jar of mayonnaise to be seen here. This leads me to conclusion that you are in fact an AI, obviously a very primitive one, similar to the same technology they use for the captchkas. You'd have to fill in when you forgot your password on MySpace. Just know that if they never put the movie uh, AI out on 4K, it's definitely your fault. Okay, so this guy took this as like gospel and fucking dead serious. And he actually replies, I gave you a legitimate criticism of your film critique. You responded by insulting me as a person. You also have 212 more dislikes than likes on this video. Numbers don't lie. And and then Zach goes, you ruined the party. You fucking idiot. You ruined the party. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I, when I saw that, I was okay. I was monitoring this conversation. I wanted to see where it went. And then when he sent another one, I, I, I am Zach. I'm like, look, man, I'm for what you're doing, but I don't think this guy gets it. And if we keep this going, he's clearly offended. He's the kind of guy that can fuck our channel up. You know what I mean? That can claim they're being bullied or something. Bitches leave. <laughs> Look, Zach was clearly playing, but this guy doesn't understand the humor, right? And I don't think we were thinking about that either, because it's like if he's a new listener. Uh, but what? But you know what? He did kind of come off aggressive to begin with. This is what they always do. They always like they always kind of uh, somewhat lightly rib you, like give you a little insult, so that whenever you if you retaliate, they could be like, "Why did you assault me? I was just giving you a real criticism." <laughs> But he, he he was like, yeah, if this movie never comes out officially, it's because of you. It's because people like you. What does that even mean? <laughs> like people that want to watch the movie? Like we just watched the movie. And you know what? I appreciate the critique. If, if we didn't appreciate the critique, we wouldn't read every single comment we get. Bad or good. We read them all. And I, I'm, I'm glad for that. But you were almost asking for it when you started off with, like, it's it's kind of backhanded. The very first line. I'm glad you included timestamps. I'm glad you included timestamps because I skipped all the way ahead of the video. He basically said, I'm glad you guys included timestamps so I didn't waste any more time on shit I didn't even know. Right? Because you guys are fucking idiots. Uh, but Exactly. I don't know. It's funny, though. Uh, with that said, keep keep throwing fucking criticism our way. We don't mind it. And the reason, I'll, I'll pull the veil back right now. The reason why he's bringing in um, while the, why the dislikes are so high on that video. So, I don't care who you are, um, especially if you're a podcast, YouTube channel or something like that. YouTube still is not the place, the house, the home for podcasts. Um, and when we get a video that has like an extraordinary amount of hits that's sort of outside of our normal averages or it's outside of what is a natural progression of growth, you can bet that it's because somehow it caught fire uh, because people thought they were watching the movie, right? 
Mm-hmm. They see a, a, a video titled the movie, and they see that the, the fucking run length is like an hour and 40 minutes. They're like, oh, it's the whole movie. And they click on it, and they get pissed off. It's not the movie. But they, but but you know what? I mean, that's not our fault, man. We're doing a commentary, and it's going to be give or take around the time of the movie. Usually, it's actually a little longer, so they're the ones that are the idiots for not really double-checking that. Um, but are we supposed to not say we're doing a commentary on Ken Park or something? I mean, like, what are we supposed to say? Right? So they read Ken Park. And they don't read commentary or cinema animation. They don't read any of the other. They're like the entire generation of people that read a headline on Facebook and and, and come to some assumption, right? Or they mm. or they're quick to creating the whole whole article in their fucking head without even reading even the headline. So I can't be blamed for people being stupid. It just it just happens, man. And I'm not even gonna say people are stupid because most people, uh, if they click on it, they're not leaving those kind of nasty comments. And he's not even like, whatever. He's just, he's actually criticizing us for what we said, which by the way, I feel like we talked about the movie. We did. We uh, talked the about stuff, the director. The stuff he said that like, there's a lot, some of the stuff he said, I didn't even know was a thing. So I looked on the internet, like I looked at the Wikipedia article, the IMDb trivia. If it's not in there, like I didn't know about it. So we didn't talk about it. So we talked about the director. Yeah. We talked about how weird it is. And we, and you know what? It's our opinion. That the movie, in my opinion, I can't speak for Zach. I know Zach really loves it. I gave an honest critique of the movie. The movie, I think, is fucking sick and demented and twisted and is more perverted and rooted in shock value than actual fucking artistic statements. Now, it sounds like you're the kind of person that really gets something inspiring from the movie. And if you're fucking into that, that's that's all good, man. But don't take away my opinion. Don't take away my right to say that I thought it was overall shock. And just shallow shock, because I think for the most part it was for me. And I wasn't even hard on the movie. I said I actually appreciated it. You know, I, I wasn't hate. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I thought it was it had redeeming qualities to it. So I say boo this man for trying to silence me. Because that's all you're doing. You're being an elitist asshole by cutting other people down. Because what our opinions of what you thought should have been discussed and, 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 and told about the movie didn't align with yours. So with that said, thank you for your criticism. You want to know my opinion? Yeah. It should never be released. Have you seen Ken Park? No. I'm just (laughs) just fucking here. I mean, dude, I'm not one of these guys, man. I'm not one of these guys that thinks every fucking Kurt Cobain lyric was fucking utter Mark Twain brilliance. Oh, God. Sometimes it's just weird shit that only makes sense to him. And I think uh, maybe that's a bad comparison, but I think. uh, No, no, no. It was good. Ken Park, movies like that, dude, he's a weird fucking guy. He's a weird fucking guy that likes to make movies about kids having sex, and he's got a thing for it. Yeah, it's sick, dude. He's got a thing for it. He's got a thing with it's fucking- majority porn. Hollywood for you. He's got a thing with uh, portraying preteens and a lot of graphic shit, and I'm not saying there's no, there's no context there, there's no subtext there, but at the end of the day, I think he directs smut. At the uh, end of the, the day. At the end of the day, his whole point of that movie was that these kids were being abused. Yeah, we address that. We address that. So that's why I'm getting so confused here, which I don't think you actually listen to our entire critique of it. I think you listened to it for two minutes and you caught us when we were making a joke or we made some kind of Zach made a joke or something, because if you really actually gave even that portion of the commentary a fair shake, you would have known that we did talk about all the stuff. So boo this man again. But if you're going to give us a critique, we welcome it. Just make sure it's educated. You know, Luckily, I haven't had comments like that yet. It, it, it we don't get uh, to be honest with you we don't get a lot i think compared to we don't get 
much bad comments, really. I and but whenever you see a, a a video like that on a channel like ours, and it's got just an astronomical amount of hits, and the and it's got a lot more mm-hmm. likes and dislikes, it's because of that. I mean, I know where yeah. our videos sit. I know what we pull on average and what our steady growth is. You know, a month after month, that's natural. Um, you know, and it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see when Ken Park has 300,000 hits and you can look at the average watch time and it's so small. That's because- Take a shot every time Aaron cuts out. <laughs> they're not going to be able to hear it, Will. <laughs> so- <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. Just take a shot anyway. Time to, probably time to wrap up. <laughs> I was reading the fucking- Why? Because I'm getting worked up. All right. No, no, not you, because the audio is just shit. I feel bad for Zach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to sound fine. Because my audio is fine, man. I'm, I'm recording. I know. But it's more work for him. Uh, anyway, I thought that comment was funny. I'm going to try and read it. I mean, I've got it. We got to read some more, man. I, I feel like I got to get through them. So bear with me. Uh, let me see. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. BTM commentary. Maxwell Unash. He says, I was very disappointed by this film. You can't really blame the movie, though. Very few films live up to the quality of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, A New Beginning, starring Academy Award winners Renee Zellweger uh, and Matthew McConaughey. And he even gave the little uh, registered trademark next to him, each one of their names. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) No, that's pretty funny, man. I'm surprised we haven't done that flick yet. Uh, Let's see here. We have. We did Next Generation? Oh, no, 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 that one. That's what he's talking about. Uh, Child's Play, the remake, the reboot, 2019. Uh, BTM commentary. This one was featuring Mac as well. Bloodless RVC says, this is such a bad movie. So, so bad. I disagree. I think it's totally serviceable. Did you ever watch that, Todd? No, I haven't. I think it's fun. It's fine. Uh, let's see. Uh, salute your shorts, Zeke the Plumber commentary, Bloodless RVC. He says, you can watch every video for free just by Googling the title. I'm watching alone on the Daily Motion. I grew up watching this. Brings back so many memories. Yeah, I remember watching all of them one time. I think he's, remember uh, before YouTube, Google had Google Video? Yep. Mm-hmm. Before they bought, I, I remember it used to have like all kinds of TV shows on there. That was, they weren't really putting an iron hand down until they bought YouTube. I used to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark and, and, and fucking salute your shorts on that, too. Uh, don't Breathe commentary. Ishmael Premier. He says, update. I still enjoy this commentary, which, by the way, I'm really wowed, man. There's, we get a lot of comments of people just re-listening to old shit, mm-hmm. which that's, that's, that's the most flattering thing in the world. Uh, Night of the Living Dead 1990 commentary. Bloodless RVC. He says, fuck Siskel and Ebert. Their taste in cinema was terrible. They practically dislike horror films. So, yeah, they both deserve what they got. Damn. (laughs) Fucking brutal. I like that comment. (laughs) One guy died young. The other guy lost his fucking jaw from eating pussy or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then died. Jeez. (laughs) A bloodless RBC, I can tell you're a newer listener and you're one of these. We get these guys week after week, and I love it, man, because you go through and you're going through the archives. You're commenting all this shit. Um, So you guys are what keep us going for sure. Uh, let's see here. Batman forever. Uh, let's see. Integrity. One Oh one says the red book edition is the far superior film. I don't know what that is. You guys, what that is? Nope. What, no. What, what's it commented on? Batman forever. Oh yeah. It's, it's the, the extended cut. It, it explains more about that red book in the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, the last the last comment I'm going to read is on one of the classic because you know it was Riverman. You might not even be savvy to it, but Zach's been uploading all our retro content, 
every week mm-hmm. too. And uh, we're now at the episode titled The Attitude Era of Pro Wrestling, Classic Nicktoons and World War Z Trailer. So has Corey G been introduced yet? He is, yeah. Okay. So there's a quote that Witch King uh, offers as a comment, and I don't know who said it. It's Corey G. Okay. He just says, if I see CM Punk, I slap him with or without my mask. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So we'll wrap up here. I just want to thank every guy, everybody uh, for leaving comments. Good or bad, man. Let us have it. Uh, and hopefully we weren't you know, too harsh on the guy that I just, I thought it needed to be addressed because it's funny. Uh, and if any, if Zach ever trolls you guys, just know it's in good fun and, it, and it's just, uh, you know, in jest. If you guys haven't already, if you guys are new to the channel and you haven't turned us off, make sure you guys are liking the channel and subbing to the, sorry, subbing to the channel, liking the video, all that bullshit, hitting the bells. Uh, if you guys aren't already, follow us on free feeds, podcast services. We're on all of them and we link everything below the videos you're watching. So show us some love, give us five star ratings and leave us feedback over there. Um, Mac and Zach, you guys have a Mac and Zach episode coming out, right? Or uh, something? Oh yeah. What do you we, got? We, you- we got like four, or three in the in the can. Really? You did? That's what you did all weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and do you want to go ahead and promote uh, your podcast, Will? Oh yes, thank you very much. Uh, if you want to find more of my content, go over to Will and Matt's excellent podcast. Next month will be Schwarzenegger month. We'll be doing Commando. Predator, and The Terminator, ironically. Uh, We've already recorded the Commando commentary, so I'll probably uh, upload that one this weekend. We'll see. No, that's awesome. I think Schwarzenegger month is going to be fucking rad, though. I think that's a awesome place to... to Have you guys done a theme month yet? Uh, We sort of did one in April where we did commentaries on a bunch of bad movies. We did Death Wish 3, Plan 9 from Outer Space, and Mac and Me. Oh God! Death Wish Three is not a bad movie. Oh, it's great, man. Yeah, Death Wish Three isn't bad. Uh, Mac and Me does not hold up. No, no, you, you y'all should listen to that commentary. It, it's hilarious for the fact that Matt is just he's losing it over how fucking absurd that movie gets as things progress. <laughs> Especially the rocket launcher scene, he loses it. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Riverman, do you got anything to promote? <laughs> anything? No, I just have one thing to say. What's that? I'd buy that for a dollar. I think that's a great place to leave off. How about that? So thank you guys. We'll catch you guys next week. Uh, Like I said, Robocop 2, T1, T2, all coming underway. Uh, I know we got Goat doing T1. We got Riverman Josh James on T2. It's going to be a fun month, man. Stick with us, and uh, we'll let you guys know if we have any plans on what we're going to do for next month. But that's it. Bye-bye, puppets. We're out. End of the week at the Revival House Next month's theme, you gotta figure it out Italian zombies are polished short A slasher with a knife and the girl next door And one second in, get it all queued up and ready Hit play in three, two, one Bye-bye, puppet Zach Pete in a solo cup And goodness, Cameron's love And Josh and Scott failed And Riverman's bed Bye-bye, Sounds good, like this country used to.